following is another Classic Hits Sports presentation. Classic Hits 98.9 Sports presents high school football. First down and 10. They'll go out of the shotgun formation. Jet sweep. Fake it. Quarterback Gilming hands it off to Thornabar on the right side. All kinds of room. 35-30. 25-20. Second touchdown of the night. LaShawn Thornabar from 41 yards out. Tonight, it's the quarterfinals of the Class D-1 state football playoffs from Elm Creek as the undefeated Buffaloes battle the Burwell Longhorns. High School Football and KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hit Sports Club. So Burwell, first and 10 at the 11, and back to pass. Back against the grain, complete at the 5, into the end zone, touchdown, Gideon. It's 36-28 with 4.28 to go. Elm Creek has ended Burwell's season three of the last four seasons, but last year Burwell made their first appearance in the state championship game. Elm Creek is looking for their second semifinal appearance in the last three seasons. The next chapter in this new football rivalry unfolds tonight. It's the Longhorns and Buffaloes coming up next, but first, the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Elm Creek with KKPR Sports Director Doug Dude and Larry Baker right after this word with New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. And good evening, everyone, from Elm Creek. It is time for the state quarterfinals in D1 football. Some games are underway. Many more getting ready to kick off here within the next hour. Doug Duda along with Larry Baker live from Elm Creek where we should see a dandy. These games have been dandies over the last five years. Not somewhat of an unusual rivalry. There's really no connection between the schools except that they kept getting paired against each other in the second round of the state football playoffs in 14, 13, and 12. And Elm Creek won every single one of them. They came down to the fourth quarter. They came down to the final drive. And, Larry, Elm Creek was able to find a way. And we joked last year with Coach Gideon from Burwell that one of the reasons they made it to the state finals is they didn't have to see Elm Creek in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think that's the deal, Doug. This is kind of an interesting one as you look at it. Not in the second round. We're in the third round, the state quarters. And it's a, it, it, this is an incredibly interesting matchup. Burwell, you know, is on this mission, state finals last year. In a game, really, by the fourth quarter, you look back and they think maybe they should have won. Terrible start. So they're kind of on this mission. Number one rated team in the state early. Lose the second week of the season to Palmer, who's playing uh, Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing tonight. Then they get Burwell gets blown out by Chamber Wheeler Central Ewing uh, this year. And on the other side, you've got Elm Creek, who's just blown everybody out and been extremely tough all year uh, and is now going to play their third home game in three weeks. And you take a look at Elm Creek, uh, what they've done here a little bit in the playoffs uh, with their win against Cambridge, tied at the half, really pulled away in the fourth quarter. Last week, Medicine Valley tied at the half, pulled away as the second half. In fact, shut Medicine Valley out in the second half. For Burwell, really the win against South Loop was the first 
big-time win against a team that was really good this year because they had lost to two 8-0 teams. They had one other win against a team with a winning record, and now that they're here in the playoffs, of course, then with Perkins County and Grant last week, just an absolute signature win. And it was this round last year in the playoffs in D1 where things got crazy, not just with Burwell making the big rally to beat Amherst, but a lot of the games got a little bit crazy uh, last year. Clearwater Orchard. Uh, beating Elgin. Uh, Creighton was a winner over High Plains. BDS, who went on and won it, uh, beat Guardian Angels. And uh, there were some games in that second and third round last year that really changed the bracket. Not so sure that there's been that many this year because Burwell did come in as a 10 seed, but everybody knew they had a chance to make another run now that they were healthy and playing on all cylinders again. Well, and that's just it. Burwell started as the literal, I mean, absolute favorite and then they had the two slip-ups and were literally slipped out of the top ten. Not a surprise there here. Not a surprise they beat a great Perkins County uh, team as well as South Loop. Uh, they've had the tough road to get here. And this is where this matchup becomes somewhat interesting, Doug, because Burwell's had to fight and claw and scratch, right? And we know them as a traditional uh, scrappy team. They're always going to be tough, well-coached, that kind of thing. Elm Crick, on the other hand, you could say, geez, they looked so good and then have had these kind of weird two first halves in the playoffs. But I would say many times it's what that's what binds you when you look back. If Elm Crick can keep this thing moving forward, they'll look back to that Cambridge game. They'll look back to Med Valley and go, now that's what brought us together. If this thing gets tight tonight, you won't see Elm Creek uh, panic at all. Of course, we know we won't with Burwell. They're willing to grind it out. They can be down by 21 they, you know, they know how to do that. But Elm Creek, this is a special group of kids. Eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, they beat Burwell in the playoffs. Now, I get it. A lot of those kids weren't maybe playing clearly not in eighth grade. But that matters when they come in. This is a great Elm Creek team. They feel good about themselves. They're not afraid of Burwell at all. And you've got really one thing here. Elm Creek has become a lot more one-dimensional, and Burwell will throw the football. And when they throw the football, they are extremely effective. They've got a 1,600-yard rusher. They've got a young man in Gideon that was uh, number two behind Chaffin in, in receptions last year. They do have the new quarterback in Owens uh, replacing Victory Sykes, who was dynamic last year. You lost really three all-state type of kids, and as you'll hear from Coach Kitty, and it just took him maybe a little longer than they thought to get everybody on the same page in the first month of the season, but I think that's where we will see a little difference in the football game tonight is the versatility that Burwell can bring to their offense. Yeah, as I look at this thing, Doug, and I did the work this week uh, preparing for this game, this really is vintage Burwell. They're going to run the ball. they got the dude that's 1,500. They've always got one of those. And he runs his run-pass option stuff and his little outs, Coach Gideon does. It's a simple passing game, but he's got close to a 1,000-yard uh, passer. The interesting piece to this, I think the real matchup here is a couple-fold. One, they've got one running back that's gone for just over 1,500, does Burwell, um, in Torrey Huffman. And then you take, and we know Cade Owens, 910 yards passing, 840 of those yards are to Tyler Gideon. They run it with one guy, and they throw it to one guy. Here is where I say this becomes interesting. Burwell is big up front. You know, they look good, but I don't think they're as athletic up front as Elm Creek. And I'm just telling you right now, uh, LaShawn Thornabar is as electric kid as you're going to get. You can't game plan for him because you don't know if he's going to line up as a five-tech or a one-tech on that defensive line. He moves all over the place, and you better be athletic 
to block him. Big doesn't matter. Cambridge proved that. Cambridge was huge. Yeah, he can get 20-plus tackles in a football game, uh, and we saw him do it against Cambridge just a couple of weeks ago. Took the game over, Doug. Single-handedly took the game over. There are some games that are underway, and we will keep you up to date on our PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard. In Class D1, it is Creighton and Nebraska City Lords 14-14 in the first quarter. In D2 on the breeze, 94.5, just starting the second quarter. Blue Hill 14, Twin Loop up at Sargent 7. And an unusual score, Sand Hills Thedford 13, Ansley Litchfield 11 in the second quarter of play. And Fall City Sacred Heart is just all over uh, Bloomfield 40 to nothing at the half of that contest. We'll take a break here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Here from the coaches, Luke Gideon of Burwell and Jay Stulen of Elm Creek, right after this. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services, and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender, member FDIC. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on Classic Hits. Burwell here in Elm Creek to take on the undefeated Buffaloes. And Coach Luke Gideon joins us. And we got an opportunity, obviously, to see Burwell a couple times last year and the place and onto the state championship. And, uh, Coach, it looks like uh, the ship has been righted. Was it really ever off the tracks, even though you guys did drop a couple of games early this season? You know, it, you know, it could have been a little bit, but it was just about getting the new guys in and, and getting them comfort uh, comfort uh, around our older players that were out there and just getting some more experience and, and being out on the field. And we gave up some big plays here and there against a couple pretty good teams that, you know, we feel that we've gotten better and better in each game after that, and we've learned quite a bit from that. So, um, you know, I, I there's still that there with that that group of older guys in here that, you know, that are winners and, and, and plan on winning and want to win. So um, I don't know if we've ever got off it, but, um you know, I think there was times where we were we were definitely vulnerable out there on the field a little bit, but I don't think we feel that way anymore. And you know, I think we can uh, we do a good job of, of our kids do a good job of being able to control the game. And and their whole mindset of being tough is is has always been there, and it's there again. And it looks like to me the younger guys have picked up on it too. So. <laughs> Obviously, those losses come to two really good teams. If you can win tonight, you're going to get a rematch with one of the teams that beat you in Palmer and Chambers Wheeler Central. What did you do to improve since those two games? Well, I just think defensively we've improved quite a bit. With um, we got some young guys that come in and, and and be able to help us out, and we got give us a little more speed and quickness, and and um, just getting more reps out there. I think with our younger guys on that side of the ball, and then offensively we've. We really stepped up our running game, and um, you know, at the start of the year, Tory Hoffman, our running back, he was he had a sickness kind of go through him for about the first three or four games of the year, and he was um, he wasn't as healthy as he's playing right now, and so he's kind of gotten over that, and and that's really showed about his strength and um, how strong he is out there on the field, and, and he's a 
he's a tough guy to bring down, and he gets a lot of extra yards on his own. And you know, we didn't really have that those first three or four games with him, where he wasn't feeling as well. And I think we've had a couple more linemen, younger guys, step in there too. That's um, give us a little more depth on our offensive line to to keep us fresh and keep us going. So I think our running game has really stepped up a lot um, on the offensive side, and then over on the defensive side, I think we've um, we're, we're quicker and we're faster and we're making better decisions over there. Talk with Luke Gideon, the head football coach of the Burwell Longhorns, as they get ready to take on Elm Creek. How about the win last week? Obviously, the excitement and the last-second field goal from Thomas Chardon and, and against a very good Perkins County team. But really, that was your first big win. You beat West Hold. Everybody else that you've beat is below 500. What about the confidence and what it says about your football team? Well, you know, I think – you know, that kind of saw our last four or five, four games of the year were, were that way. And even South Loop, you know, we got them first round and they were seven and one. And so getting after those guys, um, they had had a great year and, you know, their only loss was to Elm Creek. And so we thought, you know, what we went over to, to South Loop and how we competed there and, and how we got on them and then getting into uh, Perkins County, we knew was going to be an extreme challenge for us. But, um, our kids physically stepped up, and um, you know we got through that game, and you know we didn't turn the ball over. And, um, we gave up a, a handful of big plays against Perkins County, and of course they're a big play team. So um, we thought, you know, getting through South Loop like we did, and then and then playing against Perkins County, that uh, we thought we faced two pretty good football teams. Luke Gideon's with us. Yeah, for for Burwell folks, there will not be a single easy game if they're going to make it back to Lincoln. Uh, but your team dynamic, Luke, looks kind of like what we saw last year. Great running back you mentioned in Torrey Huffman, 1,600 yards, 29 touchdowns. Then you've got Tyler Gideon back as an outstanding receiver. You can throw the ball with Caden Owens, who can do a little bit of both. You've already touched on your line. So with, uh, with the two losses, well, you had more, but uh, the two in Chaffin and Helgoth uh, graduating last year, is there anything that's really different about this year's team than the, what you had made up last year? You know, it's. I think it's, it's it's now where we're at. I think it's pretty similar. You know, early on in the year, I think there was a difference, and there was just a, a, a more or less a confidence thing. And I think that was just with um, some of our young guys who stepped in. Where you know, last year we had those guys returning, and, and how confident a bunch of players they were. Right now, I think we're we're every bit as confident as we were at this time last year, and I think we're playing at that high level too that that our kids played at last year. And, and so I think with all the surrounding guys um, that are on the field now with, with our kids who've been through this before, I think there's just that more confidence. Everybody's trusting everybody a little bit more, and, 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 and those guys are making plays. And so I think that's a big part of it is being confident in your teammates and, and as coaches being confident in the guys we have out there on the field. Well, obviously, Elm Creek ended your season a couple of years ago in the playoffs when they made that great run uh, to the state semifinals. What do you see in them, and uh, what's what's different about them than maybe the last couple of opponents? Um, you know, I, you know, they, you, you watch what they do. They're extremely athletic. It looks like, and um, you know, they got a good solid running game. They got some good backs, and they're good up front, and they're extremely aggressive also, and. You know, um, I don't know if there's a lot of difference. They're 10 and 0 for a reason, and uh, especially this time of year, if you haven't been beaten yet, um, obviously that tells you quite a bit about your team. So um, they haven't had too many struggles throughout the season. It looks like you know they basically 
know, most of their games been settled by a touchdown or two. So, um, you know, I don't know if they've really been um, pressured this year by uh, another team because they seem to take control and uh, they make a lot of big plays on offense and their defense gets stingy and they dig in there. So, um, but they got great athletes over there too and they got kids who want to win and um, they'll be well coached up. And uh, I suppose it's going to be another one of those games where it's going to come down to maybe who has the ball last or who makes who makes the most of the big plays. And I guess finally, I should. it wasn't just two years ago, it was three straight years that Elm Creek got you. I'm guessing maybe since it's not the same kids, the coaches are ready to get the Elm Creek monkey off their back a little bit. Yeah, you know, we it's, it's been that we've actually played them for five years in a row. And um, we played them twice during the regular season. And then three years in the playoffs, they knocked us out. And then last year, we didn't see them. But, um, you know, yeah, there's there's that part of it, too, that, you know, you you're right. It's always in the back of your mind that um, you think it's maybe your time, or you know things. Hopefully, you know go our way, or you know we step up the plate and, and play hard and go out and earn it. And that's what it's probably got to be. You know, tomorrow night the team that's going to go out there and earn it. All right, Luca. We'll let you get back to preparations. Always appreciate the time and uh, best of luck in the game tonight. Thanks, Doug. That's Luke Gideon, head coach of the Burwell Longhorns, your defending state runner-up. Should be a dandy. We'll hear from Jace Doolin, the head coach of Elm Creek, right after this on the New Tech Seed Show. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. Kelly's Sales and Service in Elm Creek is proud a supporter of the area athletes in tonight's game. See Kelly's for everything automotive, from minor tune-ups to major repairs. Or if you're tired of putting money into that old car, talk to them about great selection of used vehicles that they have on the lot. If they don't have the car that you're looking for, they can find it. Proud sponsor of all high school sports. Best of luck, Buffaloes. And welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on Classic Hits as we get ready for the state quarterfinals. Elm Creek and Burwell, two teams that know a little bit about the postseason, and it's been fun covering the Buffaloes to this point of the season with Coach Jace Doolin joining us here. And Coach, uh, what about you guys? How, how can you work, 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 and still enjoy the moment and keep it a little fun? Oh, just just like you said, you got to enjoy the moment. Uh, tell the kids there's – I mean, and just in our class, there's only eight teams still practicing left. If that's that, if that's not pleasing, that's something that just motivates the kids that way. And um, we're still practicing, and it's time of year where you know we're not beating ourselves up during the week. We're we're taking it easy. It's a lot of mental stuff. Uh, cover the stuff mentally, and um, throughout the week, and when we get to the game, it, it's time to show up and play and have some fun. Tell me how you uh, thought things looked when you went back and, and graded the film after Med Valley. Oh, I thought we did all right. I mean, we just Med Valley film is just one of those things. The game um, they came out. Uh, you're going to get a lot of hype and a lot of motivation right away from both teams, and they came out firing all cylinders. They had a good good athletes that started making plays in the first half, and I think um, 
just in the second half, we made those plays. Uh, we kind of talked about that at halftime. Is we just got to make those plays to get the ball down if they're throwing it, if they're running it. We got to get them down. Uh, and we didn't give up the big plays like they had in the first half. And I thought defensively we did a good job. Offensively we we kept on moving the football, uh, do what we did best, and run the football. And getting six, seven yards of carry was fine with me. And we kept their offense off the field. Uh, I thought. Med Valley game, we, we came out and we, we did what we game plan was supposed to be do, done and we, we executed really well. Jace Doolin, head football coach at Elm Creek with us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Not that you played poorly in the first half of maybe the last month of these last four games, but you have played better in the second half. Why do you think that is? Uh, just just the way our kids have kind of conditioned. Uh, we've done, done a right, really good job of uh, using a bunch of kids on our team, and we're not a team that just plays eight or nine guys. We play 12, 13 guys, so we've had we have the depth and we have the conditioning, and um, I think our size helps too. We wear on teams. Uh, when we played Med Valley, you could see that we were wearing down on them. Um, and when it comes down to the third quarter and the fourth quarter, it it comes down to the our kids really do want it. Uh, they they want it so badly that they're just they they play to enjoy the moment and they play to experience it and they're they're playing to win every time and uh, i think when it comes down to it uh we just have that motivation in the second half uh we got a we got a team that has the confidence that when we come in the second half when we come out in the second half that we can we can beat any team in the state Jason, obviously the Elm Creek fans have been able to watch your team here over the last handful of seasons and make comparisons and say what's different and what's the same. You made the run all the way to the semifinals. We're a play away from getting to Lincoln when these seniors obviously were sophomores. What is different about this team than that team? And is it kind of the same blueprint the way that uh, you're playing? Uh, there are a lot of the same similarities uh, with that team to this team, just kind of everybody relying on each other. We're playing team football. Um, not one person is better than everybody else or thinks they're better than everybody else, trying to make the big play or trying to do too much. Everybody's really relying on each other, um, and that's what you need in football is the ultimate team sport where you need all eight guys out there to play. Um, and I think that's the similarities I see. Uh, we just have kids that they believe in each other, um, and – you need that in the team if you're going to make the run. Talking with Chase Doolin, the head football coach here at Elm Creek. Burwell was preseason number one. Obviously, the reason behind that is they made it to the state finals last year. Had a kid that walked on at the University of Nebraska, and they still had a lot of studs coming back, but they hit a couple of early bumps in the road. Tell me about what you see from Burwell as you scout them. Uh, they do. They got a lot of good, lot of good athletes. They got some size up front. Our size everywhere, size in the backfield, size up front. Um, and they, they just kind of they had to fill the holes this year. And early on they tripped up a couple times. But they're, they're a team that's a top three team, top top team in the state. Um, they're really good at executing. They run the football really, really well. Uh, they're tough to bring down because their size. And it, it should be a, a physical game uh, on Tuesday. And it's one of those things that – when you get a game like this, it, it could be one play. It could be in the first quarter, the fourth quarter. Uh, when that play changes the momentum or shifts the momentum from one team to another, that can have a big at, impact on the game. Um, so we just got to tell our kids to be ready and 
uh, knowing that one play could be any time of the game and be ready every play. They may be a little more balanced than uh, some eight-man teams, but when we say they're balanced, it's like hand it off to Huffman or throw it to Gideon. Do you see anything more than that? Um, uh, that is, that's the majority. They got those two kids. Uh, quarterback is probably their third option, and he's he's a really good shifty runner. Uh, he's quick, and um, he's he's tough to bring down himself. He'll be a, a great runner. Uh, other than those three, it, it's one of that's. That's good uh, on an eight-man team to have three options. Um, I see it in our team and their team, and uh, having three options on offense to know where they're all at, and they any of them can take it take it to the take it to the house. And um, we just got to do, be very disciplined on defense and know where they're at and know what they're running. And if we can stop the run first and get them in situations where we know they're passing, it's going to be a lot easier to cover Gideon. Um, so if we can do that, I like our chances. Finally, Jace, you guys were able to play South Loop back-to-back weeks. You ended the regular season with them. They opened the playoffs with them. Can you take any comparisons uh, from from that? Is that the film that you watched the most? Um, we definitely balanced the watching the film. We just we watched a few of the early on games just to see um, what teams did to to test them and get uh, yardage on them. On and it's one of those things. Uh, they definitely in the playoffs against. Uh, uh, South Loop is they had a lot of momentum. They got a couple defensive touchdowns and turned some had some turnovers, big turnovers in the third quarter against them. And um, so comparison there, uh, I think we're just two equal teams. Uh, they're definitely going to be a tough team. It's going to come down to a, a touchdown or maybe two uh, in the end of the game, like it always has been in the past. All right, Jace, this should be a great one. It always is uh, when you get this deep in the playoffs, and uh, let's try and do it again next week. All right, appreciate it. Thanks. That's Jace Doolin, head football coach of the Elm Creek Buffaloes. We are ready for the starting lineups for this D1 state quarterfinal right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. This broadcast is made possible in part by Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek, a proud sponsor of all area athletes. Rusty's Fertilizer is the only place you need to go to get all the fertilizers you need to keep your farm growing year after year. Rusty's has been your fertilizer experts in Elm Creek for generations, and they're up to date on all the chemicals and fertilizers, so trust the experts at Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek. The University of Nebraska at Kearney is ready to make a difference for you. Here, you'll get a quality education and graduate on time with less debt. You'll also have an unforgettable college experience. Join a club, become a leader, make a real difference for yourself and others. Choosing the right college is a big decision. Trust your future with people who care about your success. Choose the University of Nebraska at Kearney, because we are difference makers. Visit unk.edu and schedule a campus visit today. Back on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Time now for our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney and really no one out on the two deep tonight uh, with Nolan Miner back in the lineup here and getting some significant playing time for the Elm Creek Buffaloes uh, the last couple of weeks. First worked him out on defense and now a little bit more on offense. So good news, 10 games into the season, both teams Pretty good shape. That is our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. Burwell and Elm Creek, we will be back with the starting lineups and kick off our state quarterfinal right after this. 
Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Chaley at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Insurance. I was raised in a little town eight miles southwest of here. And from my first day 18 years ago, I loved working at Mary Lanning because of the people. My daily routine is I get in and see as many people as I can, see if there's anything special that they would need. It's just about being there. I graduated with a full ride scholarship to Colorado Art Institute in Denver, and I turned that down because I wanted to be a cowboy. The artwork that I do is very, very soothing for me and it just relaxes me and it lets me realize I've just been very blessed. My name is Ron Meyer. I'm a customer advocate for Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Time now at the starting line. It's brought to you by Five Points Bank. The Better Bank of Kearney for Burwell at center is number 6,894 pound sophomore Weston Sobota. The Carnes are number 44, 201 pound senior Chase Hofschneider, and number 50, 231 pound junior Thomas Hughes. The wide receiver, number 10, 170 pound senior Devin Watts, and tight end, number 4, Tyler Gideon. 230-pound senior, their leading receiver. In the backfield, the fullback, number 16, 182-pound junior, Ryan Daw. The eyeback, number 11, 205-pound senior, Tory Huffman, was 1,600 yards. And the quarterback, number 2, Caden Owens, 165-pound junior. 8-2 and two on the season, coached by Luke Gideon for Elm Creek. Your center is Nate Bartling. The guards are Lathan Jonak and Nate Fields. At the ends, Austin Geis and Nolan Meyer. No changes for their starting lineup. Fullback, LeJean Thornabore. Running back, Devin Walker. Quarterback, Dylan Coming 10 and 0, coached by Jace Doolin. And that's the starting lineup brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. And uh, Elm Creek won the toss. Larry, they're going to defer. Yeah, and that's a smart move, Doug. They've had these two first halves that have been a little shaky. Put yourself in a position to get the ball to start the second half. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. The kickoff is taken at the five-yard line and right up the middle of the field to the 15, to the 20, to the 25. And that is where they will clip up Jace Williams, the return man. Good return. And the ball will be spotted at the 27-yard line for Jimmy Langan and his crew here tonight. Yeah, and, uh, you know, kind of interesting, a freshman back there taking that kickoff, Doug, and it looked like he had a bunch of room, and Thornabar comes out of nowhere, as always. So Burwell will start first down and 10 at their 27-yard line, come out of the I formation here with the junior quarterback, Caden Owens, Daw the fullback, Huffman is the I back. And the first carry will be off the left side looking for some room. Is going to be Huffman, and then maybe a face mask as they bring him down after just a one-yard gain right in front of the side judge over there on the tackle for Elm Creek, Anthony Quintana. Bartling was over there, and that's a five-yard face mask. So you give him a yard, yard and a half, and add five more to it. Or did they call it a personal foul? And it was. Rupert got that right. He drug him all the way around. Thornabar had a hold of it, Doug, and and drug him all the way around. Interesting, Elm Creek's got them all on the line of scrimmage. They've got a five-man line and playing three linebackers. 
you've got to be a little bit careful with Burwell because Tyler Gideon, they'll release him, Doug, number four, and he's good enough to get deep. Playing without a safety against Gibbon can be very dangerous. And you are going to get one-on-one coverage. I mean, and Tyler's a big man, a big man, 6'3", 230. On the option, Owens wants to keep it. He is going to be wrapped up in the backfield, nowhere to go behind the line of scrimmage. Nolan Meyer came through and drops him for a loss of a yard. It'll be second down and 11. The ball is at the Elm Creek 38-yard line. Yeah, they ran outside Veer there, Doug. Ran the fullback path right at the tackle, and they're going to leave Meyer unblocked there. He's the DN. That was a give read there. The quarterback needed to give that. Owens did. Instead, he kept it and lost yardage. That was going to be a good gain. Second down and 11. They go with that wildcat look now where they direct snap it to Huffman. He comes off the right side, has five, has seven, gets inside the 30 to about the 29-yard line. That's going to be a gain of eight. And they like to do that from time to time. Well, this is great. This gets you back into that stuff they did last year with Victory Sykes and Huffman, how that whole offense worked last year. So it'll be third down. We'll call it three yards to go. Ball marked at the 29-yard line of Elm Creek, the opening drive of this football game. Third and three. Out of the eye. They're going to try and get around the left side. Huffman, he breaks one tackle, and then he fumbles the football. It's loose, and Burwell will be able to cover it. It got stripped and went backwards, and no one could locate the football, but it will be fourth at a solid three at the 30-yard line. Yeah, Doug, LaShawn Thornabar does a great job there. He was blocked. They had him pinned. They'd done a great job on him, actually, there, and he shed the block. And as he reached out with his arm to make the tackle, he wasn't going to get the tackle made. It was going to be a first down, maybe a touchdown. He was able to get the ball out, and it bounced around for quite a while. And now the Elm Creek defense and the Elm Creek sideline saying, come on, crowd, we need you right here. A key fourth down attempt to start the ball game. Fourth at about three and a half at the Elm Creek 30. Direct snap, Huffman wants to go right side, breaks a tackle, stretches the football, and it's all on the mark right here. It looks like a good one, but for Elm Creek, they are applauding. And he may be short. He is short. They won't even bring the chains out. And it's going to be a three-yard gain. He needed about four. And Elm Creek, with a little help there on that fumble, will take over on downs. And this, I, I really liked what Burwell did there, Doug. They blocked LaShawn Thornabar there. We haven't seen that happen a lot to him this year. That really will be the key. Remember, Burwell is a body blow type team. This won't shake them. Elm Creek needs to hit him with a bolt of lightning here. So it'll be first down and 10. Elm Creek will come out in that base eye formation with Thornabar the fullback, Walker the eye back. They'll give it to Walker. Right side, he's hitting the backfield. He skims away from one, skims away from two, tries to get to the corner. They stretch him out to about the 33. He ran a long way to pick up about four and a half, maybe five on the play. Had to break about three tackles on his own. Yeah, and this is what Devin Walker does to you, Doug. You think you've got it done right offensively. Everything looks good. You're at the point of attack, and all of a sudden you look up, and he's gained five or six yards. Thornabar threw two big blocks there. The offensive line really did a good job. This is interesting here. Uh, Burwell's only playing a three-man front. They got four, second down and four. They'll give it to Thornabar, short side, right side, stiff arm, tries to stay in bounds, and he does to get the first down near the 38-yard line. A gain of four, maybe five on the play, move the chains. A gain of five for LaShawn. Yeah, and playing that three-man front, uh, we haven't seen Elm Creek get inside on it yet. They've gone outside with both their plays, but with just a nose guard, and two five techs, that'll get a little bit interesting, Doug. Ball marked at their own 39-yard line. Elm Creek, after stopping Burwell on fourth and about three and a half, 
Now picks up their first first down, just short of midfield. Out of the I formation, Walker right up the middle, comes off his right guard and gets into Burwell territory for a gain of two. And on the tackle for Burwell is going to be Thomas Hughes. And that was just straight ahead ISO right behind Thornabar there. Now there they did test it, and Burwell stood up to it. The inside linebackers both filled very well, good run fits all the way around. We'll keep you up to date on some of the other games going on and an update here on some of the 5 o'clock kickoffs in a moment. Second and eight, Elm Creek at the Burwell 39-yard line. We're scoreless. Out of the eye. This time they'll get it to Walker. Breaks a tackle. Gets out of a shoestring tackle. Now dances a little bit inside the 35 and gets to the 32. He's going to pick up about seven. It's going to be third and one. Yeah, Tyler Gideon did a good job coming all the way across the field there for Burwell to make that tackle, Doug. But this at the point of attack right now, offensively, uh, Elm Crick is owning this thing. Given, or excuse me, Burwell is not able to stand up here at the point of attack at this point. Third down and one. They'll put Walker in the slot to the left. Sometimes they'll run the jet sweep out of this. Gilming sets him down quickly. He gives to Thornabar off the left side, finds the hole, has the first down inside the 30 where he's stacked up by three Longhorns. Can't get him down. They'll blow the play dead. And on the tackle that time for the Longhorns, Devin Watts. Yeah, Doug, and we'll see now. Was that just a short yardage situation, or did Burwell change their defense? They went to a forefront there. It was uh, short uh, in the yard to gain. Looks So will they stay with that forefront? If they made an adjustment, does not look like it. They're going to get right back into their three front here. So first down and 10. The drive continues for Elm Creek just inside the Burwell 30. Fake the handoff. Quarterback bootleg right side. It's cut off, so he has to come inside his end and get about a yard. Good job there by Burwell's case or Chase Hofschneider. He wanted to go outside. Hofschneider Hofschneider already shoved his defensive uh, tackle into the uh, backfield and had to make him cut up right into the defender. And that's Hofschneider's job. Get that thing to cut back up, and when he cut it back up, he cut it right back into Torrey Huffman, and that's what you tell your kids. Know your role, do your job. Don't make the tackle getting shoved back into your buddies. 7.20 to go in a scoreless first quarter of the D1 State quarterfinals. Second down and nine at the Burwell 28-yard line. Double tight, Gilmick back to pass, looks out in the flat. He's got it complete into the hands of Meyer for a very short gain at the 25-yard line and then shove backwards, but they will give him the 25. It's a gain of about three, and it'll be third down and about five, five and a half to go. Yeah, and Josh Urbanovsky does a good job there on the coverage, Doug, but that's that little out route that's really tough to defend against Elm Creek because you've got to have them sucked up because that run game is so good. That's one of their two favorite pass plays as well. Again, you're in two-down territory, so let's see. What head coach Jace Doolin and the crew wants to do on the far hash. Back to the I formation here. Third down, we're going to call it six at the 25-yard line of Burwell. And back to pass, a little three-step drop over the middle and overshoots his intended and Austin Geis. He had both of his ends released there, and so you had three defenders covering two gentlemen, and the ball was simply overthrown. It'll be fourth down and six. Yeah, it's the old eight-man super cross. Yeah. Every single eight-man team in the world <laughs> runs it. They run both ends and cross them, and you hope somebody gets lost. Burwell had jumped into a forefront there, Doug, and got some pressure. Had they still been in that three front, I think he quarterback would have had a little bit more time, and they would have gotten crossed. They will put Walker's slot to the right side. Thornabar the lone back as they go for it on fourth and six at the Burwell 25. Rolling right. Thornabar has to make a block. Gilming under some pressure. Rolls right. Has to throw it up for grabs, and it's incomplete. And he is thrown down at the 30-yard line. After all of that, 
Nolan Meyer did get open, but there was so much pressure that he didn't have enough on that throw to get it there, and both teams stopped on fourth down on their opening possession. Yeah, and both teams threw a couple big body blows. No big shot here. Both of them staying within themselves here, doing what they do best to this point. Let's take a look at the scoreboard here. Chambers-Wheeler Central has scored first to lead Palmer 8 to nothing. It is Heartland 14, Guardian Angels 8 in the second quarter, Creighton 28, Nebraska City Lords 14 in the second quarter. Those are the D1 games in D2 on the breeze, 94.5 at the half. Twin Loop 20, Blue Hill 14, second quarter, Sand Hill Stedford 33, Ansley Litchfield 19. Here it's scoreless with 6.20 to go in the first quarter, and before they can get the snap off, they were set up in that Wildcat again, or whatever they call it. They could come up with some really cool stuff as the Longhorn as their mas- as their mascot. But it's illegal procedure called here on Burwell, and that'll be their first penalty. The other two games that are going on, Larry, uh, Fall City Sacred Heart 46, Bloomfield 12 in the fourth quarter. That was 34-0 at half, and BDS and Humphrey St. Francis the D1 and D2 state champions from last year just underway scoreless. Well, and Heartland's the one we want to win. As everybody knows, Doug and I always do all the state championship games, and I'd love to call a game with that Heartland running back, Doug. I'd like to see him in person. Austin Stewart, the nation's leading rushing rusher, will go over 3,000 yards tonight. First out in 15 at their own 15-yard, 20-yard line. Owen will give it off to his stud eye back in Huffman, and again, they can't get him down, but they do stack him up. After a gain of three, it'll be second down and 12. Yeah, and there they went back to that outside veer play that he made the wrong read on the first time, made the correct read there. And, you you know, you always tell him, give to live. You know, if you're unsure, give it to him and let your big man do his thing. He gets you three or four there. Now you got the down and distance more manageable. Winners advance to the semifinals on Monday. The winner of this game plays the Palmer Chambers-Wheeler Central winner. Those are the two teams that beat Burwell. Fake the little cross action here. Huffman out of the wildcat, follows his blocks off the left side, across the 25 and near the 30-yard line. He's going to pick up five on the play, and it'll be third down at about six. Now, the interesting thing is here, uh, this is manageable for Burwell, but they're, they're, the way they throw the ball, what sets it up so well is when you can do it in a non-passing down situation. There are a lot of play fake, a lot of outs, a lot of wheels, things like that. Here it's tough to run that stuff because everybody in the planet knows that there's a chance you throw it. Love doing it on first down. Now they come to the eye. Quick snap here on second, third down and six. They want to throw. Owens looks left, goes right, and overthrows Watts, who was in double coverage that time from Preston Walker and Dominic Johns. He just quickly looked left and then did a complete 360 wheel to the right and just kind of really threw it away. And as you said, Doug, if that's first or second down, that's an incredible play call, and they probably hit him. But where it's third and long, third and medium, you fooled nobody by rolling out. So it'll be fourth down in our first punt of the ball game. And to do that for Burwell is Tyler Gideon, fourth and six at their own, 29. Walker stands back here for Elm Creek, the dynamic, everything. Snap, not much of a rush. It's a low-line drive kick that Walker lets bounce, and it just kind of pops up. He was hoping it would skid to him, and it just popped at the 22-yard line, and it'll die right there. It's a 29-yard punt with no return, and Elm Creek will have the ball for the second time. 
You're listening to High School Football on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Elm Creek, Burwell, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. You can always hear our games online, the podcast up after the game, photos of the game up this week as well. We've got a lot from what we saw last week with state football uh, for both 11-man and 8-man district volleyball. And our internet streaming is brought to you by Barney Insurance in Kearney, Lexington, Holdridge, and Lincoln. Yeah, let's see with Elm Creek chain. Now they get in the shotgun here. Let's see their second possession, Doug, what change-ups are. And they will send in motion Brock Miner on the jet sweep. Fake it to him. Quarterback keeper right. Nothing there, and he gets swallowed up. First, it was number 11, Torrey Huffman, and then Chase Hofschneider made the tackle. Same deal. If he was going to try and run it, he would have been tackled by Huffman, cut it back inside, and a big loss on the play of about four. It'll be second and 14. Here's an interesting thing there. Thornabar misses a block, Doug. He's not playing with the energy that we've seen him play with in the past. Not sure if something's up, but that there's not quite the jump in his step on offense or defense. And again, to be quite frank, uh, the first halves of the last couple of games, last three games have been pretty tough here for Elm Creek. Same play, minor in motion. This time they will fake it to him and give it to Thornabar off the right side. Burwell's all over it. They knew what was coming and sent three over one. And getting back to about the 16-yard line, I'm not even sure he gained a yard. Probably lost one. It's going to be third and 15. Yeah, I mean, you just got a situation there, Doug, where Torrey Huffman comes in there and it's awful tough. You're going to see them give that jet sweep here at some point. They've quarterback has kept it, tailback kept it. Everybody's sold out to that. Now look for uh, a situation where Brock Miner is going to keep that ball. Thornabar is in the backfield behind his quarterback, Dylan Gilming, on third and 15. At the 16-yard line, Gilming wants to throw. Hitch, Hitch now throws as far as he can into double coverage, and they're going to get a cheap pass interference. Oh, they overthrew him by 10 yards, and there was contact. Brock Miner thrown down, and in high school football, I don't think it matters, does it, Larry? No, the thing was there, because the ball was in the air, it was totally incidental. As he broke, he ran an up and out, and when when he hit the out, they collided. It is not an automatic first down in high school, though, Doug. That is not an automatic first down. I actually would say one of the officials was right in front of it. He did not throw the flag. It was the back judge that threw the flag. And they are indicating that it will not be a first down. It will be a third down. So instead of a fourth and 15-16, actually, and a punting situation from inside their own 15, now Elm Creek's got a chance Yeah, they really got let off the hook there, Doug, because that ball was never going to get completed. It is third down and one at their own 31. I-formation Gilman gives it to Thornabar, left side, first down. Didn't get it by much, but he got what he needed to gain it to. And a fresh set of downs here for the Buffaloes. Yeah, that was a pretty good uh, little run there, Doug, but there's not a lot of pop here from the Buffaloes or the Longhorns. These guys are playing well-prepared defense, very physical so far at the line of scrimmage. We knew both teams would be physical coming in. You mentioned it. Uh, Who could be more physical on the line? Burwell might be more physical in some areas, but uh, man for man, maybe Elm Creek is going to have an advantage. That's hard to believe with Burwell as stout as they've been the last couple of years. First and ten. Here's that jet sweep again. This time they'll give it to Miner from left to right, and he will get a yard up to the 35 and be met by Burwell Longhorns there. Larry, what are you seeing? That's like the sixth or seventh time that they haven't, both teams haven't actually tackled the guy. It's just forward progress stop. Yeah, they're just getting them wrapped up and tough to bring to the ground. What I'm seeing is I think Devin Walker might have an injury. Why is Devin Walker? 
uh, Walker not in this game, Doug. He's a stud, and he's not your tailback here. And he's just standing over here on the sideline. No treatment, no nothing, nobody talking to him. Second down and eight. Thornabar now the eye back with Miner the fullback. They just run over guys on the right side to the 39-yard line. It's going to be a gain of a three, maybe four. We'll call it third down. And about five yards to go. Yeah, Chase Hofschneider got one of those. Uh, he's going to get credit for the tackle, but he's got a cleat mark in his chest. <laughs> and he, he fell on me. flat got run over, yes. He fell on me, coach. Devin Walker did have his left ankle spatted up by a trainer during pregame warm-ups, taped over the shoe. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. You can kind of see him arching it, kind of working that arch right there. It's third down and five, empty backfield. To throw the ball is Gilming out here in the flat, and it is caught. And reaching for the first down is Miner inside the Burwell 35 to the 34-yard line. That's going to be a gain of five and enough. Make it more than that. That's going to be a gain of seven and enough for the first down. Yeah, really good throw. They just ran a hitch right at the stick on that. But it just seems to me that where, where Elm Crick is really good is in the eye running toss, iso, and trap. It's where they're – and they're not running that stuff right now with Walker not in the game, Doug. Scoreless with a minute and a half to go in the first quarter. Twins to the right side this time with Thornabar about two steps behind his quarterback, Gilming. And he wants to throw. Looking, waiting, crossing around is over the head of his intended receiver, Austin Geis, who ran the crossing route. They set the flyer out down there with the Brock Miner, and it'll be second down and 10. And Walker's not even around the huddle. Like, he's not, you know, a lot of times when you've got a kid that's just coming in and out in packages, he's standing there for the play call so he knows what's going on. He's not in any communication right now. So something to keep an eye on. Second down and 10. Now you're empty. They go trips to the right side now, including Thornabar. Gilming don't, haven't seen this much all year. Little wide receiver screen. It's complete, and it's going to go nowhere because right on top of it are the Burwell Longhorns on the completion to Dominic Johns. They're actually going to lose a couple of yards back to the 36. Yeah, Devin Watts drove it, Doug, number 10. Just drove it, and Thornabar stood there. He didn't block anybody. The ball got thrown, and he kind of stood. Elm Creek, looks, Elm Creek looks out of sorts here a little bit. They'll get it figured out. I do believe that, but they just look a little out of sorts. Definitely both teams just kind of strategizing, figuring out what the other team's doing. Scoreless under a minute to go here. Third and 12 for Burwell, and Johns fakes the handoff. Crossing route, looking under pressure, hit the backfield and thrown down. The ball came loose, but that's because he hit the ground. The sack is made by Chase Hofschneider all the way back at the Elm Creek 33-yard line. That's going to be a loss of 11 on the play. Yeah, Doug, it was just a two-route combination there, and there was plenty of coverage back there for Burwell. As we've stated before, Burwell's a team that it's tough to out-scheme them. You know, it's tough to out-scheme them. Uh, there and this is fourth and 23. Clock was stopped for some reason. I thought maybe they would be able to run the clock out and go to the quarter, but we will punt it away here. First punt of the ball game for Elm Creek. A little pressure coming. Short kick that again will bounce and they'll let it bounce. And sometimes that's the good thing to do inside the, but not this time, inside the 15 to the 10, all the way to the five yard line. That's a 42 yard punt. With no return. Yeah, Walker's walking out, Doug. He's playing defense, and this makes you wonder, uh, with an injury, you you choose which side of the ball, and you feel like maybe you've got enough offense, you need him on D? Well, the other thing is, let's remember, before Brock Miner got hurt, it was Miner and Thornabar in the backfield. They 
uh, I'm guessing Miner's a little bit more physical. Definitely we know Devin Walker's the quicker of the backs, very shifty. We have seen him not take it up the field, dance a little bit, but two or three carries didn't look too bad tonight. So we'll see as it's first down and 10, Burwell at their own five out of that pistol again. It will be taken by Huffman around the right side. He'll get what he can close to the nine, maybe the 10-yard line. Yeah, and, and the quarter here helps Elm Creek, I think, because Elm Creek maybe feels just a little shocked. Go to the quarter. You get, a, you know, three minutes to talk to them, and they'll get it figured out here. Each team went fourth, went out on a fourth down in their opponent's territory on the opening possession. Then each team punted. Burwell has one first down, Elm Creek four, and we're at the end of the first quarter of the D1 state quarterfinals. Here in Elm Creek, the Buffaloes and Burwell are scoreless. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. With our producer-engineer Jeff Ekstrom and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda here at Elm Creek. And another thing we haven't talked about, the field conditions, Larry, brought to you by Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Where could growers turn for the latest weather, market updates, and agronomy information to help get the most out of every acre? Well, it's easy. Pioneer.com and MobilePioneer.com on their smartphone. The great seeds and success for a better yield start with Pioneer and Impact Ag Partners. Yeah, Doug, in the field conditions tonight, in between the hashes, it's bare dirt, kind of mud, where it uh, rained last night. Outside the hashes, it's still pretty good, but playing all these playoff games here in a row, inside the hashes, it will be squishy tonight. And it is the start of the second quarter. Scoreless, Burwell, out of that pistol, out of that wildcat. Huffman takes it, he grinds, and gets the first down. And he just ran behind his lineman. Bartling made the tackle after he picked up seven. That's a first down out to the 17-yard line. Yeah, they're blocking Elm Creek. What they're running is simple. It's just plain power. Blocking down, pulling the guard up through, and leading with the fullback. It's power blast, whatever you want to call it. And I'm just telling you, right now, Burwell is winning the line of scrimmage battle. And they have neither one done a whole lot of passing uh, o of 1 for Burwell, and for Elm Creek, they were actually 3 of 6, but have 8 total yards on those. And back to pass is Owens. He's got all day. Now Bartley puts pressure on him, throws it deep down the middle. He's got his man, and it's complete inside the 30-yard line to Ryan Daw, who comes out of the backfield and catches a beautifully thrown ball by Owens all the way down to the Elm Creek 26. Yeah, it was great. He just had to reach a little extra dug where he scores. Uh, he had to get uh, very top-heavy there as he caught it. He didn't have to dive for it, but close enough, and he fell. That's big. Burwell's flipped the field now. That will loosen up that running game for them just a little bit. And Burwell just gained more yards on that play than they did the entire first quarter. 
First and 10 at the 26. Owens it looked like a busted play maybe or designed run, but it wasn't pretty, and he just kind of scampers to the right and again gets stood up at the 24-yard line. He'll pick up a couple. Yeah, and he's going to get three there, Doug. Again, this is what both of these teams like to do. Now, Elm Creek will do it for three plays and then all of a sudden bust one for 40. Uh, uh, Burwell's a little more methodical about it. But you've got a situation where this is deflating to you as a defense, regardless of a team. When you've got a team that's just holding the ball and banging on you a little bit, that starts to get deflating. Elm Creek just needs to stand up here. Second down and eight at the 24-yard line. And back to pass Owens again. Has time. Now pressure. He is hit as he throws. And it is incomplete. And he got planted by Thornabar. Owens gets up. And it is incomplete in the middle of the football field. It didn't have a chance because he got crushed. And that's what Elm Crick needs Thornabar to stand up here and just be that guy that can't be blocked on any play. And right there, he did it. And, Doug, when he comes, he is like he's shot out of a cannon. Yeah, he, he may not be the most physical and he may not be the fastest, but together he's the most physical and quickest guy on the field for either team. Stops the clock with 10.28 to go here in the second quarter. It's still scoreless in this eight-man battle between undefeated Elm Creek and preseason number one, Burwell. And it is third down and eight. Burwell at the Elm Creek, 24. And Burwell took a lot of time to get out of the huddle. And I think we're going to have the game's first timeout by Burwell, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Member FDIC, 10:28 to go second quarter. Burwell and Elm Creek are scoreless. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services, and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, back with you here at Elm Creek. It is Chambers Wheeler Central 14, Palmer 8. Heartland and Guardian Angels 20-20 to in the second. Creighton 36, Nebraska City Lords 22 in the second. As we're back to action here, Huffman on third and long, tries to get around the left corner. He's close, but maybe stepped out short of the first down marker inside the 20. It's on the far sideline where Burwell is standing. And it will be short by a yard, so a gain of seven for Torrey Huffman. I have him for 39 yards on nine carries so far in the game. It'll be fourth and a yard, ball marked at the Elm Creek 17-yard line. Yeah, and this is the deal where you don't want to get cute. Let him run it. He's your big dog. Urbanowski will check out of the game, and Burwell will line it up out of that I formation. Owens sets him down, quarterback sneak. He's working, he's working. I don't know. He fell backwards, and now maybe he's got it. In the NFL, probably wouldn't have got there, but he just kept shoving, shoving, and leaning on that line, and finally he fell a cre- found a crease to fall forward, and they'll move the chains. 
Yeah, that was a again. Just that's one of those deals where you don't want to get cute. Just get the darn thing. So Burwell on the move. After that 37-yard pass from Owens to Daw, it'll be first down and 10 now at the 16, we'll call it. Back to that Wildcat formation. And before they can get a snap. That's on the offense. we got movement on the offense. Yeah, the center double clutch there. That's tough for a center. Sometimes he has himself a little convulsion as he hangs onto the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Cramped up. Back to the PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard. couple of halftime scores in D2. Sandhill Stedford now has pulled away from Ansley Litchfield, 47-19 at the half. Twin Loop 20, Blue Hill 14. That's on the breeze, 94.5. A final, Fall City Sacred Heart over Bloomfield, 46-12. Bruning Devonport Shickley scores first. On Humphrey St. Francis, that is 8-0 in the second quarter of play. Boy, is that a matchup, Doug. Here it is scoreless. First and 15, Burwell at the Elm Creek, 21. Back to the Wildcat. Huffman wants to throw, has time, throws it out here in the flat, and it's off the fingertips of Josh Sherbanoski. Again, Elm Creek's done a good job covering the pass so far, Larry. Yeah, they're doing a great job because that was a run formation. That was a run look, everything about it, and still two uh defenders there the one thing burwell can't do tonight doug is put themselves behind the chains they're in a tough down and distance right now now second and 15 their offense isn't built for it i know they can hit the one big shock pass but their offense is built to get them three and four at a time second down and 15 at the 21 stay out of that wildcat huffman hit in the backfield by bartling bartling just holding on to his jersey gets five gets inside the 15 to the 14 yard line it's going to be a gain of six and third down at nine. Yeah, it is interesting. You know, you wonder, is this a quick whistle tonight? or Because they're, again, not to the ground. Uh, this is literally two-thirds of these plays. They're blown dead before the back is down. And where this game is interesting is Huffman's a dude. Let him keep churning his legs, and he'll go. And Elm Creek's got a couple dudes that can make things happen even after contact. Would Burwell even consider a field goal after their foreign exchange student, Thomas Chardon, won the game for him last week? Third down, we'll call it eight at the 14. Same play. Huffman up the middle. Not near as much here. He'll get to the 10, and that'll make it fourth and five. No, there Nathan Bartling for Elm Creek rose up, Doug. Shed the block, just swallowed him, and made the tackle. Uh, from the from the 10, 11-ish. This would be a 28-yarder. It was a 27-yarder that he made last week, but I think it was the only field goal Burwell's made all year, so... They're not going to do that. Late substitution here for Elm Creek as they run Dominic Johns off and bring Gilming in. Fourth and five at the 10. Owens wants to throw, looks to the end zone for Gideon and overshoots him incomplete at the pylon. And another fourth down save by the Elm Creek defense. Well, here's the key, Doug. It ended up fourth and five. What did we say? It's going to be the procedure penalty that does it. They had first and 15 instead of first and 10. This offense is built to get first downs if they can stay on schedule. When they get behind the chains, you end up just, it was those five short. Yeah, no doubt about it. When you have to pass and they know you're going to pass, and Gideon again was well covered. He's got a boatload of receptions this year. He has 44 catches, 840 yards, 17 touchdowns. Now Elm Creek takes over at the 10, and here's the handoff walker, and he gets loose. 15-20, and a touchdown-saving tackle by Caden Owens out at the 25-yard line. They just got it over the jersey to make him kind of 
get a little hitch in his giddy-up, and then they were able to finish him off. That's a gain of 14. And that's that electric piece we talk about Elm Creek brings to the table, Doug. I mean, it's lightning bolt city when these guys start feeling it. They'll mark it at the 24, first and 10. Back to the power eye. Gilming hands it. Walker again off the left side. Has a hole that gets him to the 28. And a short gain on the play of about four, if that's a short gain. And we'll call it second down and six. Walker now with 33 yards on five carries in the ball game. Thornabar, 12 yards on five carries. Yeah, this is just straight lead, these last two. So Burwell did it. Elm Creek's now going to try to return the favor with Thornabar, the fullback. Second and six at their own 28-yard line. Gilming, quick count, same play. Walker has a hole left side, 30-35-40, breaks a tackle, and he'll be drugged down from behind in Burwell territory by Urbanowski at the 33-yard line, a gain of 19. Yeah, I mean, you could maybe see counter here off of that, Doug, and it would be set up uh, or trapped to Thornabar, but right now this is ISO left, straight up, 33 belly, keep running it, I think. Yeah, they found something up top here, and now what will Burwell do to adjust that? Each one of those runs right off left guard and left end right behind Bartling. It is first down and 10 at the Burwell 33. We're still scoreless. Seven minutes to go and counting here in the first half. Yeah, Burwell just came out in the forefront, and they just changed the play at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Gilling was looking at his wrist. He'll hand it off Walker, kind of the same thing, 30. Just took it outside one more spot to the 20, and he'll step out of bounds at the 19, a gain of 15 more. That Elm Creek just did a beautiful job, Doug. Instead of running ISO there, okay, which is uh, fullback leading up through the hole, that time they ran power, blocked everybody down, and kicked the D-end out with the fullback. Great adjustment to the forefront. So a first down and 10, Elm Creek with their best drive of the night right now, looking for the game's first points at the 18-yard line. High formation, they'll go right for the first time. Walker, nothing there, tries to cut it back, and there's all kinds of Burwell. Huffman's in there, along with Ryan Daw, also off the bottom of the pile that time. We saw Gideon in there. Watts in there. There was half the team. Yeah, they all got there that time. You're better running at... um, uh, some of these guys, like Tyler Gideon, you're better running right at him because you can kick him. That time, Gideon was able to come down the line of scrimmage where they ran away from him. Just keep kicking him out. No gain, second and ten. Back to that right side. Pitch play trying to get wide is Walker, and he'll run out of real estate as he's tackled out of bounds by Owens inside the 15 at the 13. That's a very generous spot there for Devin Walker. It'll be third and five. Yeah, now now the playbook's wide open, right? Because you're set up to run counter and play action pass. But I think I just either run power or iso. Iso the three front, power the four front. Yeah, Elm Creek has kind of gotten to a spot where they've thrown it here, and then it ends up fourth and five. Keep it on the ground, see what they get. Third and five at the 13. Counter play, Walker. Hit, drags, gets to the 10. Everybody from Elm Creek saying, where's the flag for a possible face mask, but nobody throws one. You don't usually see that. There's about three guys from Elm Creek that were all signaling, where's the flag? It'll be a gain of three and bring up fourth and two at the 10. Yeah, Doug, the difference here right now is Nolan Meyer and Nathan Bartling. They're running right over those two dudes, and they just need to keep doing it. So can Burwell get the stop here. Fourth and two at the 10. Burwell was stopped at the 10. 60 yards on this drive for Elm Creek. Gilming gives it to Walker. No, they give it to Meyer, and he didn't get it. No. They brought in Nolan Brock Miner as the eye back, and he didn't get it. 
And so Burwell stopped at the 10, and now Elm Creek stopped at the 10, scoreless with 5.21 to go in the first half. Yeah, this is the deal. Somebody's going to pop one. The momentum has shifted, though. Elm Creek there with Devin Walker carrying the uh, tote and the pill there, Doug, uh, got them in that position. They went away from some of that play call. Uh, one of the things that Elm Creek's doing there, what they call a nasty split with their end. They're taking him. If everybody's at three feet, he's at about six. And then they're either running it outside, depending on the alignment of the D end, or inside. Very good uh, uh, play call. First down for Burwell. They'll hand it up over the right side and get five up to the 15-yard line on the first play of this drive for Huffman. Well, everybody seems to be able to move it, Doug, from about 20 to 20. You know, somebody's going to have to stick this thing in at some point. My guess is it'll be a missed tackle and somebody will just go. Don't forget, coming up at the half, the Rovetta Sanitation Halftime Report. A look at the first half stats. We'll give you the scores. We'll preview the 11-man semifinals coming up on Friday. State volleyball and a whole lot more. 4.45 to go here in a scoreless first half. Burwell and Elm Creek. Owens takes the snap to Huffman, tries to get to the outside, weaves his way, follows his blockers across the 20, has the first down of the 23, a gain of eight for Huffman, 62 yards so far for him in this game. You know, one of the things that Elm Crick did against Cambridge is they moved Thornabar around to find the spot. Right now, Burwell is flat blocking him at the end. They may need to move him inside to try to get him going. So first down and 10 at the 23-yard line. Burwell has two of their timeouts remaining. They go back to the Wildcat formation, which means it goes directly to Huffman. He takes it, follows his block to the right side, and drives those legs. Bartling trying to bring him down, but not till he nearly gets the first down across the 30 to the 32, close to the 33. It's going to be second and one. Yeah, this is a complete and total point-of-attack football game right now. And each offense, in they can't score, but in the middle of the field here, Doug, each offense is controlling the line of scrimmage. And they're running right where we said the field was a little tough, uh, kind of in between the 20s, especially the 30s, between the hashes. Now, Mo- Bur- mostly bare mud. Now Burwell, a little late getting the play in. This always signals to me it's something different. They hustle up to the line of scrimmage, second and one. Out of the eye formation, Owen just gives it to Huffman. Huffman gets into the secondary. Bartling drags him down short of midfield at the 39-yard line, but it's a gain of six and another Burwell first down. Yeah, that was straight ISO there, Doug. You see why Huffman's a 1,600-yard rusher at this point. He is a tough kid, hard to bring down, really runs behind his pads, delivers a blow. Many times in games like this, those six-yard runs turn into 17, 27, and 57 in the second half. 315, scoreless, amazing. At their own 39, Burwell first and 10. Counterplay, Daw. They get him inside. The trap is good. 35-30, right sideline, first down. Drunk down from behind by Walker again. That is Pres- or Do- Johns again, Dominic Johns at the 33. Yeah, and Dominic Johns flat saves a touchdown there. All that was was straight trap. Uh, they trapped uh, the D tackle there, Doug, and uh, he did a great job of just getting it to the sidelines and getting it vertical. Great run. Once you get that ISO trap game going, that makes it really tough on a defense because now you're trying to decide, is it A gap or is it B gap? And that's where the pass opens up. Misspoke. It's the 23, not the 33. It's a gain of 18. So, Daw, one run, 18 yards, one catch, 37. First and 10, Burwell. Back to pass, Owens. Oh, they had a man wide open, waited for it, went to Gideon. Gideon gets tripped up, 
Caught the ball. He says, I caught it. They say, no, you didn't. The officials did it the one. No, they wanted pass interference. It's not pass interference. That's what Burwell wants. That's not P.I., but they needed to throw the ball quicker, Doug. Both of them wide open dead, uh, out of their breaks, and he held it. Yeah, uh, Owens was waiting for him to run their route. Just a simple medium crossing. Can't say deep because the ball's at the 23-yard line. But, boy, Elm Creek was playing so deep that let's see if they come back to that and just throw a little 7-8 yard pass. Well, Second down and 10. The thing is there is Elm Creek, yeah, you get behind them, but they're so athletic. Once they get it red, they can get back, and that's what happened there. Back to the Wildcat. No, they're going to set an unbalanced eye, and Owens is going to take a pistol snap, try to get to the outside, and he breaks a tackle, keeps his balance, and then he's going to be run over at the 21. They had three guys on him about three yards behind the line of scrimmage, including Brock Miner and and Devin Walker, and they couldn't bring down Caden Owens, who was able to slip away and pick up about a yard of the play to the 21, maybe a couple. Preston Walker did great to rally to that because, as you said, they missed the tackles. Here we go again, Doug. From the 10, from Burwell's own 10 to Elm Creek's 20, it looked like this, you know, there's 50 points in that offense. Now this thing's bogged down to third and long. And Burwell will burn their second timeout. 157 to go in the first half. It is Elm Creek and Burwell scoreless here at Elm Creek. Burwell has a third down and seven at the 20-yard line of the Buffaloes when we return this timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. It's been defense when you look at the scoreboard, although they have started to move the ball up and down the field here in the second quarter. And this neither team has been able to move it. Burwell had it at their 10, took it to the Elm Creek 10, got stopped. Elm Creek took it to the Burwell 10, got stopped. Now Burwell has taken it to the Elm Creek 20, and they face a third down and seven to go. That Wildcat formation. Huffman takes the direct snap, tries to get to the outside. It's strung out. They grab him by the shirt. They drab him by the jersey, and Walker's just not strong enough to bring him down. Huffman will get it inside the 15 to the 13-yard line, and he is going to be right at the first down marker. And Walker just came off hurt, Doug. It is his ankle. He made the tackle, but there was tremendous amount of exertion in there, and you see him trying to walk it off right now. He's got what I would say is probably a fairly severe left ankle sprain. They probably nursed it all week. That's why they spatted him in pregame. There's a definite issue there. Now the chain gang is bringing out the chain, just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home. Carney Towing and Repair, they stretch the chains as they bring him all the way across the field, and it is a Burwell first down, an eight-yard gain for Huffman. That is their eighth first down, seven of them coming here in the second quarter of play, and they still have plenty of time, 1.50 to go here, and they have one of their timeouts, the ball at the 13-yard line of Elm Creek. Yeah, Doug, they don't have to get cued here at all. Burwell's just got to stay within their offense. I don't think they need to pass it. Elm Creek, again, just needs to rise up, shed blockers, rally to the ball. And they go back to that Wildcat. 
Daw in the backfield with Hofschneider. It goes to Huffman, and he only finds his way to the 11, a gain of two. Yeah, Nate Bartling did a great job there. He got two yards into the backfield and drove the offensive lineman backwards there, Doug, and that completely blew the play up, had to change directions, wasn't blocked up to go that way, and, and here it's second down again. 17th carry of the half for Huffman. Colby Mitchell, lineman, will check out. Weston Sobota will set him down here as the center. Remember, starting last year as a freshman. Now they put Gideon out to the left side. Huffman behind his quarterback, Owens. It's a read, and they'll give it to Owens or to Huffman, and he'll get inside the 10 to the 9. It's only two more. It'll bring up third down in about six. Yeah, and this is the tough thing. They run Veer there again, Doug, outside Veer, and they must not just run it enough because that was a keep read. If he keeps that one, he gets out on the edge. You know, we run a lot of Veer, and we're on a hose. We put a hose down, and there's close to 40 minutes of practice a day that those guys are meshing. They run it a lot. You've got to be able to see it over and over. Well, you had been practicing in the past, so. <laughs> That's Third right. and six, Burwell at the Elm Creek, nine, 40 seconds to go in a half. Out of the pistol, Owens sticks, sticks, throws over the middle. He's got a man wide open and overshoots the intended receiver, Urbanowski. And now it is fourth down. I'd kick the field goal. Get the points on the board and take the lead to half. Urbanowski. You just had the play that could have scored. You kicked it last week. Give the kid another chance here. Urbanowski, there was nobody close to him, Doug. I mean, within 15 yards. And now there's a big discussion. My guess is your last timeout's going to get taken here. The ball is, and again, now let's kind of remember, maybe the footing wouldn't be the best out there. You've got a foreign exchange kid. Coach Kittian told me we didn't even really know that he was a good kicker until the season began, and they've been able to run him in there and use him. And, of course, he won the game with the 27-yard field goal last week. The ball spot on the right hash at the 9-yard line. If they trot him out, it's a 26-yard field goal, but it's not dead straight. It would be from the right to the left. The wind's not a factor tonight, but footing could be. Yeah, and I think the footing would be okay. It's just, gosh, as a coach, it's so hard at this level because if you don't do it every day, you are a little nervous. One of the things we did is every week we made sure Joe Carey was our kicker, dynamite kicker uh, this year, just a sophomore coming back. But we'd run him every Every day, we'd see where that range was. And on Friday night, we'd see where that range was. And the deal was in my head, you know, as you saw in the St. Paul game. If we get inside their fourth down, there's not a discussion. We're kicking it. That's one of the things you have to do. I didn't see him kick a single extra point or field goal, Doug, uh, in the pregame. Not a single one. Well, it doesn't look like they're going to uh, do it here either. And remember, if they do get a first down without scoring, time will be of the issue. No timeouts. They're going to go with twins right, single left, Gideon, empty backfield. Owens, three-step drop, no pressure, throws over the middle, and it's way over. Urbanowski's headed incomplete, and another unsuccessful fourth down. We've had one fourth down conversion tonight. That was a quarterback sneak by Burwell. And Elm Creek will now get an opportunity to just run the clock out, and they will get the ball first to start the second half. They won the toss and deferred. From their 10, I mean, it's 10 to 10 right now. Walker is in the game. A pitch here, Doug. I mean, he, 27 seconds. This kid can fly if they give him a shot. Well, Burwell has just one completed pass now in seven attempts. The 37-yarder to Daw. And Elm Creek does have their timeouts, so if they do get a big play, something could happen, but it doesn't look like they're lined up 
to do anything but kneel it, and that's exactly what they're going to do. So this would have been a rare one to get there for the boys in Vegas. Not very often do you see eight-man ever 0-0 at the half and virtually never when you get to the playoffs because you know you've got some high-scoring teams. But it came down to defense, 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 and neither team able to push it in when they got into the red zone. Many opportunities, but no one ever got inside the five. They got inside the ten, but never inside the five. And that will take us to halftime of the D1 state quarterfinals. Your score in Elm Creek, the Buffaloes and Burwell Longhorns, are scoreless, and we'll be back with the New West Sports Medicine with the uh, Ravenna Sanitation halftime report right after this. Kelly Sales and Service in Elm Creek is proud a supporter of the area athletes in tonight's game. See Kelly's for everything automotive, from minor tune-ups to major repairs. Or if you're tired of putting money into that old car, talk to them about great selection of used vehicles that they have on the lot. If they don't have the car that you're looking for, they can find it. Proud sponsor of all high school sports. Best of luck, Buffaloes. This broadcast is made possible in part by Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek, a proud sponsor of all area athletes. Rusty's Fertilizer is the only place you need to go to get all the fertilizers you need to keep your farm growing year after year. Rusty's has been your fertilizer experts in Elm Creek for generations, and they're up to date on all the chemicals and fertilizers, so trust the experts at Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek. With our producer-engineer Jeff Ekstrom and Centura head football coach Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda back here at Elm Creek where it is scoreless at the half between Elm Creek and Burwell in the D1 state football quarterfinals. And I guess not incredibly shocking because what we've seen, Elm Creek has been a little bit, uh, well, they've been a lot better in the second half of their playoff games. Uh, And Burwell has had to come back last week and, and do well in the second half. But uh, this, is, uh, this is a game where you really haven't seen a whole lot. The teams are moving it, uh, but there's been nothing dynamic. There's been no big run plays, one or two, uh, but nothing to write home about. No, the deal is for me in this thing, Doug, legitimately is uh, both teams, I think, not a surprise at 0-0. We knew this thing oh, was going to be a slugfest. That it's surprise well, I suppose. But, I mean, this this was going to be a slugfest tonight, and they were going to bang each other around. I think the surprising thing to me in this is that both teams have gone away from who they are when they've got into the, uh, the other team's 10. When they've got deep in scoring territory in that plus territory, they've gone away from what, you know, chewed up the 50 or 60 yards to get them there, and then the drive is broke down. Burwell has done it, and so has Elm Creek. This is one of those deals where you just have to look at it and go, this is who we are, and we're just going to keep being that. If you stop us, you stop us. But trying to become creative at the end of a drive, not a great idea. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business and residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. It is the quarterfinal night of the state eight-man football playoffs. And on the other side of this bracket... Uh, Palmer is leading Chambers-Wheeler Central in a high-scoring affair right now by a score of 32-14. to 32-14, uh, Palmer on top. They were down in that one by a score of 14-8 to eight early. So 
Uh, they're trying to get some things going there in the second quarter of play. Uh, the winner of this game plays the winner of that. And again, the two Burwell losses, uh, coincidentally, are to those two teams, Larry. Yeah, and Burwell, I mean, those are the two best teams they've played. It was the shocker for everybody in week two when Palmer wins basically on the last play of the game. Uh, and then Burwell later plays Chambers, Wheeler, Central, Ewing and just gets bombed uh, in that thing. They got beat 52-28, to 28, Doug. Uh, gave up a lot of points that night to a high-flying offense. Chamber Wheeler Central Ewing has been hurt this year, but they did get their running back back tonight. He finally got cleared. He'd had a broken arm. So the thinking was they were going to give Palmer quite a run. So Palmer 32, Chambers Wheeler Central 14 as they are into the second quarter. Here it's Elm Creek and Burl- Burwell scoreless at the half. Also at the half, Heartland 34, Guardian Angels 26. And at the half, Creighton 36 and Lord Central Catholic out of Nebraska City 22. In D2 on the breeze, 94.5. They've got a good one going on right there. Twin Loop has just taken the lead back but missed the two-point conversion. Twin Loop 26, Blue Hill 21. Sand Hill Stedford 47, Ansley Litchfield 19 at the half. Fall City Sacred Heart was up 34-0 on Bloomfield and won the ball game 46-12. And brooding Davenport Shickley leads Humphrey St. Francis in the second quarter by a score of 16-6. to The uh, new uh, playoff rankings out today, Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Michigan 3, Washington is number 4, uh, Nebraska fell to 19. Yeah, and I think it all makes sense all the way around. I'm actually, to be completely honest with you, Doug, Nebraska remaining as a top-20 team is great for the Scurs. They need to come back and finish this season strong. Finding a way to be ten and two, get a good bowl bid, uh, get yourself to ten or eleven and two, and you'll finish in the top fifteen. Will be a great year for them, and continue to help with recruiting. Our eleven-man semifinals will take us back to Wahoo on Friday night for Class C one action. Carney Catholic will uh, take on the dynamic ball club from a uh, Bishop Newman and Coach Tim Turman, the father of uh, Matt and Seth, and uh, just a family of football players there. But uh, Carney Catholic with an impressive 41-25 win at Wahoo now goes to Newman. You'll hear that game at 7 o'clock Friday night here on Classic Hits. Yeah, and it's an interesting game. I've seen the film on Newman. They're dynamic with Vedral. Um, uh, pretty good up front, but I'm telling you, the stars are legit. Doug, you know, I, I got a phone call in June. Mark McLaughlin, the head coach, you know, at, at uh, Gibbon, just flat told me, he said, they're unbelievable. They've got the, the stars they're unbelievable. They've got the best quarterback in C1, and all of that has played out. They've, they're very well. The Stars are very well coached all the way around. They've got a solid offensive line, and they're hard to prepare for offensively. And what's really been good through this playoff run is they can play defense. And then uh, Boys Town and O'Neill. There's a, another unique matchup on, on the other side. O'Neill with that exciting win over Aquinas last week. And uh, Boys Town, if, if it's Boys Town and Kearney Catholic in the finals, Two years ago, Carney Catholic got a break and beat them in the first round of the playoffs. Then the next game is when they kicked the winning field goal against Columbus Scotus uh, before losing at Boone Central. Yeah, it'll be very interesting, and that's an interesting matchup because Ord is, or excuse me, O'Neill is just got this tough, stiff defense, and they just do things right. In C2, a lot of talk is about UTAN, the 16 seed. I'm going to tell you, Wilbur Claytoni has been number one. Uh, ever since they shellacked Hastings St. Cecilia, whose season wasn't what they have been. I mean, five and four. But uh, Wilbur Claytonia in U10, and then what might be a little more interesting, can Battle Creek finally 
uh, shake the bugaboo and get to the state championship game against Crofton. The interesting thing, both these games are rematches from the regular season, Doug. U10, you know, of course, had to go play Battle Creek. They had to play Wilbur Claytonia. They had the tough schedule. Uh, U10's in over their head. Wilbur's been the, the number one team all year, according to Bob Jensen. U10 was number two at one time, but Battle Creek has been allergic to Lincoln. But in every one of these years, Doug, they've been the favorite. It's been all about them. They've got two losses right now. It's not about them. They're going to punch their ticket. And then you look at Class B. The top four seeds have made it to the semifinals. Gretna and Omaha Scut um, should be a great game. A lot of people are giving Elkhorn South from the beginning the keys to the championship, but they have to play at McCook. If this game was at Elkhorn, probably a lot different. Nobody gives them a chance. McCook at least being at home. Some weird things happen out there in the Bison Dome. Yeah, and Jeff Gross will do a great job having those guys prepared. I do. It'd be great if McCook could go anytime out. State Nebraska can be represented. We love it. But I will tell you this. I watched Omaha Scott Catholic and Elkhorn South play earlier this year. And Elkhorn Scott was up, or Elkhorn Scott. Scott Catholic was up 17 in that game. And I can assure you, Terman is laid in bed every night going, how in the heck did I lose that game? They flat beat Elkhorn South. And I'm telling you, they're good enough to beat South. And in Class A, whoever can make a stop. There's just way too much offense and very little defense uh, for all these teams that are left. Omaha North, huge favorite over Lincoln East, and Creighton Prep and Bellevue West probably be another shootout. Uh, Bell West, I think, will clobber Prep. Prep's got the great quarterback that can spin it. Omaha North is going to just absolutely run ISO and toss all night. The game I want to see in A, Doug, is Bell West and Omaha North. Because Omaha North's defense looked vulnerable last week. Carney High and Coach Cool just did a fabulous job uh, on offense the other night. They just couldn't get it to cash in. Bell West has got the athletes to make it cash in. That running back, if anybody saw his numbers for last week, he set an uh, all-class state record, 11-man record last week uh, in rushing the ball. They had over 700 yards of offense in that game uh he's legit so the omaha north that would be a really interesting game to see in the finals then of course uh, at foster field the six-man championship game on friday night riverside a huge favorite over cody kilgore in fact even the guys in omaha and lincoln said riverside might be a bigger favorite to win six man than omaha north was to win a here's what stinks about that game that cody kilgore team doug is a great football team and in fact They've had injuries the last couple of years, and that's where they've struggled. They were in the state semifinals uh, three years ago, four years ago. Uh, They were in the state semis uh, when these kids were freshmen. And then they had injuries, and they came back, and they've had injuries. Know this, Doug. That senior class right now at Cody Kilgore has never lost a game when they're all on the field at the same time in their career. So they are a very good football team. That's not just a giveaway to Riverside. Here's the stinker to it, they tell me, is one of those seniors has uh, gotten injured and they don't know that he'll play uh, for this Friday night. So when you think about this story, these kids have never lost together. Here they go. They get to the state finals. Tremendous job because they got beaten the semis a few years ago and they just might not be healthy. Riverside's the class. We know that. Scoreless here in Elm Creek. The Buffaloes and Burwell in the D1 state quarterfinals. We'll look at the first half stats. After this, the University of Nebraska at Kearney is ready to make a difference for you. Here, you'll get a quality education and graduate on time with less debt. 
you'll also have an unforgettable college experience. Join a club, become a leader, make a real difference for yourself and others. Choosing the right college is a big decision. Trust your future with people who care about your success. Choose the University of Nebraska at Kearney because we are difference makers. Visit unk.edu and schedule a campus visit today. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney And welcome back to Elm Creek. It is scoreless here at the half. State Volleyball. Centura's going to State Volleyball, Larry. Yes, sir. Allison Feeney cashed her check again. She's a great coach. Battled through a season. Off she goes. Well, they are among the many teams that we will be covering coming up on a Thursday and hopefully Friday and Saturday here on Classic Hits. St. Paul, Concordia at 1.30, Red Cloud, Hampton at 3.30, Carney Catholic, Ogallala at 5.30, and then Centura Stanton at 7.30. We will have the Donovan Trouble Southern Valley game and the Blue Hill contest against Johnson Brock, 3.30 and 5.30 on The Breeze, 94.5. St. Cecilia's opening round match will be on 12.30 a.m. KHAS at 5.30 Thursday, plus Northwest, Aurora, Ansley, Litchfield all going to state. Yeah, not that it's any different every year. The Luplak Conference, one of the premier volleyball conferences in the state of Nebraska, again, extremely well represented at the state tournament this year. Well, we will take a look now at the first half stats of our scoreless contest. It does have a little offense to it. Not a ton, but it's got some. We'll start for Burwell. Tory Huffman, who's rushed for 1,600 yards of the season, has tw- uh, 18 carries for 89 yards. Ryan Dahl, one carry, 18 yards. Quarterback Kate Owens, four carries for five yards. 23 rushing attempts, 112 yards for Burwell. Owens has put it up seven times, completed just one. That was a 37-yarder to uh, Ryan Dahl. And so one of seven, no interceptions, no touchdowns. And Huffman threw it once incomplete. So as a team, one of eight through the air, 37 yards, 112 on the ground, 149 yards of total offense for Burwell. That's eight first downs, three penalties for 15 yards, one punt for 29 yards, and no turnovers in the first half. For Burwell, that is their first half numbers. Now for Elm Creek, Devin Walker, 10 carries, 75 yards. LaShawn Thornabar, 5 carries, 12 yards. Brock Miner, 2 carries, 2 yards. Dylan Gilming, sacked once, 3 carries, negative 14. 20 rushing attempts, 75 yards in the first half. Gilming has put it up six times, completed three of those, zero interceptions, zero touchdowns, eight yards through the air, 75 on the ground. That's 83 yards in the first half for Elm Creek, seven first downs, one penalty for 15 yards, no turnovers, one punt for 42 yards. Yeah, the story of that is feed Devin Walker the ball. He's got over a seven-yard average right now where everybody else, really on both sides, I mean, there's numbers on both sides. That dude has got a seven-yard average. For Elm Creek, they ran eight plays in the second quarter. See, we saw this last uh, Friday night, too, Doug, and how the game can get shortened. And to be honest with you, if you're Burwell, you do want to shorten the game. Elm Creek, without question, 
Burwell's big and tough and slobber knocker and all that kind of stuff. Elm Creek's got the dudes that can flat play, the athlete crazy shock play guys. Shorten the game. Don't let them have it in their hands. Compared to how many plays did Burwell have in the second quarter? 22. Oh, boy. So 22 plays to eight, but on the scoreboard, 0-0. Zero, zero. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. It is scoreless here between Elm Creek and Burwell. Elm Creek is ready to go, but we've got the three-more-minute warm-up time here. Burwell still working on some things out there uh, on the football field. Elm Creek will get the ball to start the third quarter. Yeah, Duggan, don't have your freshman on the field to go tackle him. <laughs> Pick your... Your eight best tacklers have the dude kick it to anybody but 22 and four and one. <laughs> I mean, Elm Creek's got some guys that can straight take it back. That was the play that blew the game open in Cambridge, the opening kickoff in that playoff run here. You've got to be careful kicking that thing to uh, Elm Creek. Yep, Preston Walker had a 60-yard kickoff return to break a 6-6 tie to open up the uh, third quarter of play. Uh, when they uh, took on Cambridge and went on to win that football game. And we will be back with the second half kickoff right after this on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Elm Creek, Alaria, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. I had some things bothering me, some pain, and doctors suspected that it was cancer. All of a sudden I get a call and I found out the cancer is moving to your lungs very rapidly. You need to go see Dr. Pornshai immediately. I had knew about the Morris Cancer Center, yes. I had heard some good things about it. I didn't even think about going anywhere else. Chemo is very tough. They cared about every step of the process. They made you feel at home as, as well as they can in a cancer center. I had nine weeks of treatment and then you know we did a couple more tests down the road with them I and mean, they said things started to turn around a little. It was, uh, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It was like a weight being lifted. It changes your life every minute for the rest of it. I'm Ronald Faber and I was treated here in Mary Lanning. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. As always, a big thank you to the many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school athletics throughout the season. And we are here ready to get into uh, the second half. What do we have to see, Larry? You've talked about staying with your bread and butter, but what, what will make the difference here? Yeah, the difference, Doug, is going to get made is both teams, if, if, to stay in this thing, you're going to have to keep making tackles, really, because uh, Elm Creek showed that they were about ready to break a couple. Uh, Burwell's got to keep tackling, and Elm Creek just needs to get off the field on third down. Burwell's converting too many of those third downs. This is going to come down to defense. Well, Burwell ready to boot it away. Walker, can he get to it before he gets into the end zone? No. He was uh, shaded a little bit towards his left. They kicked it right to the pylon on the far side, and it snuck in there. We know it's election night. If you haven't done that yet, you've got about 50 minutes to go uh, mark your ballot, and we will have election coverage uh, tonight 
uh, after our coverage of high school football with uh, some key races in the area. We know that's going on, but we're going to keep it about football until we're done, and then we'll hear some results, so keep it here. All right, now they're going to come out with Walker Flex, Doug. We haven't seen this very many times. First out and 10 at the 15. They're going to pitch it to Thornabar. He tries to find his blockers and runs into a lot of Burwell guys at about the 17-yard line. Good gang tackling and trying to strip that ball away. Huffman is in there. Watts is in there. Yeah, Ryan Dahl in there. Ryan Dahl is their leading tackler, Doug. Uh, they do swarm to the ball. You don't have one of these guys on this team with like 80 or 90 tackles. You got a whole bunch of them with like 45. Yeah, that was Dahl, not Watts, my bad. The 16 and the 10, these old eyes kind of get a little together. So this time they'll spread Walker to the right side of the field, the wide side out of the pistol on second down and eight. Headed to Thornabar again. He'll just run hard to the 20 and get to the 21-yard line again at three. Yeah, and there's the key. We talked about it coming out, Doug, is you've got a situation where uh, Thomas Hughes makes a great tackle for Burwell. If he doesn't make that tackle, Thornabar's running, uh, and he's going to score. Who can keep making the tackles? It'll be a gain to the 21, third down and four, Elm Creek on the opening drive of the second half of a scoreless state quarterfinal. Gilming looks things over with a double tight end. He wants to throw, has time, now rolls out his receivers covered, throws it down the field anyway, and it's picked off. It is picked off at the Burwell 35 now. Craig Roops comes over and says, no, it hit the ground. Urbanowski went for it. Everybody thought he had it. But the officials kind of made eye contact that agreed that it was incomplete intended for Nolan Meyer. Yeah, Nolan Meyer was open early, Doug, open early, but the ball was thrown too late. And we've got a man down out on the field here for Elm Creek, LaShawn Thornabar, who was in there to block, is down on the field on his chest right now. And remember, he's got some shoulder issues. He had them in the Cambridge game in the – uh, pre-game warm-up, he was down there, and they were kind of working on it. And they will take a look at him right now. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. The Buffaloes can't afford to lose him, but he's one of those guys that usually finds a way to grit the teeth and get back in there. He'll stay down, maybe catch his breath here a little bit. Let's hope that is the case. We'll take a timeout with 10.43 to go in the third quarter. It's still scoreless, Elm Creek and Burwell. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value long. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of Railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown. Carney for a free estimate. Well, Thornabar, very upset as he walks off the field and over to the sideline here. And 
We'll just see if it is or if it isn't. He is holding that shoulder. Dave Greek run across the field. He's got some scoops. Got to get to his vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see a punt here on fourth down and four now for Elm Creek after the incomplete pass. Snap is a little high. Here comes some pressure. There's a bump of the punter, but he doesn't fall. The kick gets away. It rolls. It rolls inside the 30. Oh, what and is now, he doing? well, it touched an Elm Creek guy, so the Burwell kid went to pick it up. Free ball can't fumble it. He thought maybe I'll scoop it and see what happens. Oh, we're going to talk, son. Come here. Yeah. That's, I'm just going to tell you right now, Jace Williams, you're a freshman. Let me explain something to you. <laughs> Don't ever do it again. He dove down there, and it kind of bobbled around. A 35-yard putt that time for the Buffaloes, and Burwell now will have their first possession of the second half. Starting at their own 24, we're scoreless. Burwell had 149 yards of offense to 83 in the first half for Elm Creek, they go to the Wildcat. Upman direct snap. Tries the left side. Gets to the corner, 35-40. He's into Elm Creek territory. He breaks a tackle. Cuts back inside the 30 to the 20. And finally, they're able to run him down from behind near the 16-yard line. That's what we said, Doug. Who can keep making the tackle? Right there, Elm Creek blew it at the point of attack. And off Burwell goes. That's how this thing feels. Now we're back at the 15. Start smelling crypt tonight <laughs> if you're one of these offenses just run the darn ball here a 40 yard run the biggest play for either team tonight for Tory Huffman he's got 129 yards and they'll stay out of that cat at the 16 yard line of Elm Creek this is going to be a direct snap to him around the left side again the first man slides off of him and that allows him to get to the 10 and then Bartling tries to drag him down but he drags him for three more down to the seven they're letting this whistle go in that first quarter they kept in second quarter they kept blowing it they're letting it go here this is what we talked about, Doug, when we talked about in the first half, these runs of three to five for him, what they would turn into, he's just chewed up two-thirds of the field in a couple carries. It is second and one. The ball will be spotted at the six-yard line, looking for our first score of the game, staying in the Wildcat. Huffman takes it, starts right, now cuts left, and he's hit in the backfield and dropped with a good open tackle, Dominic Johns. He didn't see room to the right, so he cut left, and there was no white jerseys. A loss on the play, back to about the eight, a loss of two. And you always tell your kids on a deal like that, don't get cute. We don't have it blocked up back there. We're sending all our dudes here. When you cut that back, there's unblocked guys over there. Do not do that. He cut that back. He had no chance. And it was second and short. It's still third and fairly short, but third and two, ball between the seven and the eight. They'll go back to the conventional power eye. Owens takes the snap. He'll give it to Huffman right side, lowers his shoulder, gets to the five, and then squirts through there for the first down. This feels like, to me, nine points. Doug could win the game, like two scores. You know what I'm saying? Because if Burwell can get a lead like that, they can start to eat the clock. Our first first and goal situation of the night comes with 8.50 to go here in the contest. Thornabar's back on the field, so we'll get the same thing we had against Cambridge. Down, separated shoulder, doesn't look like he's going to be able to go. Now he's back on the field. Let's see what he gets done. First down and goal at the three. Power eye formation. Daw the fullback. Owens gives it to Huffman. Left side, tries to get outside, lowers his shoulder, runs over the defender and into the end zone for the game's first touchdown. A three-yard run by Burwell's leading runner, Torrey Huffman. Doug, that was impressive there because you had a situation where – was it Anthony Quintana uh, for um, 
Elm Crick meets him at the three-yard line, and Huffman literally just carried him into the end zone. So a nice 59-yard drive, and the extra point is up, and two-point conversion is good by Huffman, and so that makes it 8-0 Burwell here with 8.25 to go in the third quarter, our five points bank first touchdown of the game, a three-yard run by Torrey Huffman. He had five carries and went the entire distance. He had all five plays on that drive. 8-0 Burwell. We'll be right back. Rivals Bar and Grill is a proud sponsor of all area athletes, teams, and coaches. Get to Rivals every day for lunch specials starting at $6.99. Rivals is also serving up the Barbecue Trio every Friday night. And Saturday night is the Brisket Special. Join Rivals during every Husker and Hastings College game for a pizza and drink special only $21.99. Only at Rivals. Open daily at 11. Rivals Bar and Grill in Hastings. Join the Rivals team. Osborne Drive East in Hastings. Best of luck, teams. Genetics first, trade second. At Aurora Cooperative, our customers can source genetics from the four major germplasms available in the U.S., allowing you to choose the best genetics possible for each and every acre, as each field has its own story to tell. The story for your field begins with the right genetics and the right crop management recommendations, which includes fitting the right traits to the right acre. To create the highest yielding story for your acres and take advantage of our early pay, volume, and in-house financing options, speak with an Aurora Cooperative agronomist. Aurora Cooperative, putting your equity to work and Burwell will boot it into the end zone so a touchback here for Elm Creek as they now trail for the first time in the game all 54 yards of the drive were on the ground from Torrey Huffman including the 40 yarder on the first play Elm Creek hasn't spent very many minutes this entire year trailing Doug so now they're down first and 10 out of their own ace formation, they go with the direct snap to Miner, and all he can do is scoot to the 16 as he tries to bust outside. Elm Creek is used to baking tackles and getting outside and, and getting down the field, but not that time. Urbanowski cramps up. They'll fix it quick, but he's got to come out after a gain of one. Miner, three carries, three yards. Yeah, Doug, and that, I mean, this really is in a situation right now with Elm Creek's offense isn't playing that bad. Burwell is really swarming to the defense. They're playing with their hands, real physical. Elm Creek waiting for that big play to happen on the ground. Second down and nine at their own 16. Again, they'll put him in that shotgun with the blocking backs ahead of him. He'll start up the center, go to the right, keeps his legs churning. Across the 20, the ball is fumbled, and Burwell's got it. The ball is fumbled, and Burwell has covered it with Hofschneider. And that could be the game-changer right there. They just scored it. Now they'll take over at the 19 on the first turnover of the game. Yeah, Doug, and the thing is there, it was fighting for that extra yard. He was given, he was, uh, you know, given his little inner Tory Huffman there, digging out the extra yard, and Burwell had him stood up. And you always teach your kids, once you guys get him stood up, the third and fourth dude in, get me the ball. Because right now, I'm telling you, a field goal here makes this a tough proposition. And they'll stay out of that Wildcat. Direct snap to Huffman. Huffman over the right side gets inside the 15 to the 14. Elm Creek now has to find a way to come up with that stop defensively like they did time and time again in the first half. But that's a five-yard gain for Huffman. He's got nearly 60 yards already here in the third quarter. And it's exactly what we said. Those were on, on first and second down early. Those were three-yard runs. 
Burwell's the kind of town and school you don't want to let get into it. They'll, they'll have as many fans as Elm Creek does tonight. They just get bazooki crazy when it starts going good. Right side, Huffman skips past the first man. Inside the 10, breaks a tackle to the 5. Walker, did he drag him into the end zone? He did. Touchdown, Burwell. A 14-yard run from Torrey Huffman. Yeah, Elm Creek's got to get it going here, Doug. I mean, this is a situation now where, you know, it's 14. Kick the kick the extra point here. Yeah, well, they're never going to do that. So they will run in the offense. You know, they play a lot of kids. You know, they got 33 kids on this roster, does Burwell, Doug. Yeah, and Coach Gideon talked about that in the pregame about it. Uh, but but so did, so did Coach... So did Coach Dillon. He says, why so many second-half comebacks as they give it to Huffman, and he will lower his shoulder and work and work. He didn't get in. He did not get in, and now they're going to come unstack him, but they'll finally say the run is no good. So the run no good, and your score. After the five-points bank touchdown, a 14-yard run from Huffman is Burwell 14, Elm Creek nothing. 7.06 to go, third quarter here on Classic Hits. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service. From seasoned pros like Steve Veridol and Tino Martinez, TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Carney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. They don't take long on the sideline. They're ready to go kick it off again, Larry. And Elm Creek needs something positive to happen in a big way right now. They're dobbers down. 10-0. They haven't been in this situation all year. No, and the body language is not good. And what you've got to do, there's seven minutes left in the third quarter. You you hear me say this all the time. Even if you have to waste a timeout, get your dudes together and go, look, there's a quarter and a half to play here. Yeah, one bad break. Let's go do what we do and force another one. Kick is taken at the two. Walker. He'll start right side 10. 15. Sideline 20. Makes a man miss across to the 23, it looks like. And that's where it'll be first down and 10 for Elm Creek. They're used to having a big play. Get them going. Whether they break it for a touchdown or it sets them up, Elm Creek has really yet to have that big play on offense or special teams tonight. And they're a front-running team. It would take one shock play for Elm Creek. And the whole thing changes. They'll get right back into this thing, Doug. So seven minutes to go in the third quarter. Burwell 14, Elm Creek nothing. All on Huffman, and then they get that turnover to lead him to the short field. Out of the eye formation, they'll go counter to the left side. And not much there to about the 24-yard line. Yeah, Walker's Slow to get up get off up the slow. field is Walker. Walker's ankle, Thornabar's shoulder. But part of this, it's that's not his ankle, Doug, there. He just got thumped. Burwell's bringing the thunder. When they're putting their hands on guys, it's with bad intentions. They're not just kind of tackling guys or grabbing jerseys. They're thumping dudes to, right now on both sides of the ball. Trying to take the will out of this ball game. Gilming has attempted one pass since the first quarter. They face second and nine. And they will spread the field a little bit here and put Brock Miner out wide to the left, and then the center forgot to snap the ball. Well, they had to hurry. The back judge was counting, Doug. This could be on Burwell, but the back judge was counting. They were scrambling to try to get it off, and they didn't. 
It'll be a legal procedure on Elm Creek. That's just their second penalty of the football game, and it'll make it second down and 14. And Elm Creek's just got to be calm here. They're a great football team, Doug. They've just got to be calm and let this thing come to them. Do what they've done all year. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Six minutes left in the third quarter. 10-0. They've had to play games into the fourth quarter. They need to get that one, this one, into the fourth. Thornabar behind the pistol quarterback of Dylan Gilming. Looks left, pump fake. They'll throw it underneath the Thornabar. There are three Burwell jerseys. Thornabar caught it and got to the 19-yard line, which is about the original line of scrimmage. Burwell had it, ran well. It seems to me right now, Larry, and, and I, I usually you can kind of pick up what you can run, and I haven't quite picked up what Elm Creek needs to nail them with, but Burwell is so over-pursuing. They seem to have everything Guessed right, anticipated right, right now. Well, Mike Max is a great defensive coordinator. Trust me, he'll he'll break the film down college style. He's a Shadron State guy, knows what he's doing. Third and 14. Out of the pistol, Gilming. Three-step drop. Throws it as far as he can into double coverage for Walker. And it is out of bounds, incomplete. At the 30-yard line of Burwell, covered down the field by one and two, Urbanowski and Owens. And it'll be a fourth down punting situation after back-to-back touchdowns, a three-and-out for Elm Creek. Doug, you talk about, like, what should you do or what's the scheme? The scheme is ISO, power, and toss. That's who Elm Creek is. That's what Elm Creek is. Right now they're running all this. So they've got the best athletes. Speed guys do what they've done all year. Punt time for Elm Creek on fourth and 14 at the 19. And it'll be putted straight up in the air for Dominic Johns. And then it takes a Burwell bounce and does not get to midfield. They're going to mark it at about the 35-yard line. So it's only a 16-yard putt. And Burwell's got all the momentum right now here midway through the third. Yeah, and this, Doug, will all depend on what kind of guts you got. Can you stand up and get the ball back? And that's what you tell them as they come out. Get me the ball back. We're just fine. You cannot let Burwell either just go down and score in two plays. That's telling. But you also can't let them drain five minutes off this thing and all of a sudden be in the fourth quarter. Get out there, make a statement, be the unblockable guy that you've been all year, and make it happen if you're Elm Creek. All right, they'll set it down. So both of the center on first down and 10 at the 35 of Elm Creek up 14-0. Owens wants to keep it himself around the right side, a little misdirection, runs into minor, and we got a penalty flag as they stand him up here at the end. Not sure it was thrown by the uh, the white hat going to be holding on the offense. So a hold here on Burwell after a gain of about four up to the 30-yard line there for Caden Owens. This will be the fourth penalty of the ball game on Burwell, their first hold. And again, that's basically just trying to rip Elm Creek guys off of your guy. Yeah, and you can't do it because in that situation, now you're dead behind the chains. Now you've got first and 20, not what you wanted to have. Gives Elm Crick a little bit of life. Sometimes it's these specific spots that you point back to, Doug. Well, they've got an opportunity now. Uh, Very few times have we seen penalties, and they have slowed down a couple of drives. First down and 19 for Burwell, back at their 37-yard line, out of the eye. They give it to Huffman, starts the left side, gets hit around the ankles. They stack him up, and again, he won't go down, but his forward progress is to the 39, a gain of two. It'll be second and 17. Right, and that's a good run there uh, by Huffman. So, Tory Huffman, 164 yards so far in this football game, and he has picked up 75 of those here in the third quarter and scored both of the game's touchdowns. 
Burwell 14 to nothing over Elm Creek, and they've got the ball again, but it's second and 17 at their own 39-yard line with 4.15 to go. Might have been a little movement. They go on an inside handoff to Huffman. Huffman around the left side gets into Elm Creek territory at the 30, and he'll be pushed out of bounds deep down the field, short of the first down, but now it's manageable. Looks like at about the 29-yard line, a gain of 12. Brilliant play call. They ran a reverse there, Doug. And Elm Creek was in a little bit of a different defense. They only had two down linemen there, and they were loaded on the uh, right side, and they ran the reverse back left. Great play call. Different looking reverse. They had the quarterback in the pistol, Owens, and they had Huffman lined up as the running back to the right and uh, handed it off and let Huffman still touch the ball coming on that inside reverse. Third down, we'll call it five at the Elm Creek 29 for Burwell. Bartling makes a move. They hand it off. Huffman trying to get outside to the right. Breaks a tackle. Has the first down. Breaks another tackle inside the 20. The 15, they just can't bring him down. He's inside the 13-yard line. This happens sometimes when you play a big bruiser, Doug. And Huffman is a big bruiser, let me tell you right now. Torrey Huffman's done it for a long time at Burwell. Elm Creek doesn't want to tackle him right now. And sometimes that happens when you play that big bruiser and he's just thumped you all night. Thump, thump, thump. Sometimes you start to reach in instead of lean in. And yeah, shoulder pad tackles, yes. ankle tackles. Over 100 yards rushing in the quarter for Huffman. They're now at the Elm Creek 13-yard line. Back under center is Owens. He'll fake the handoff, give it on an inside trap play to Daw. Runs over a man at the 5 and walks into the end zone for the touchdown. The defender for Elm Creek was there in Dylan Gilming. He just couldn't make the one-on-one tackle. And Daw is in from 13 yards out. Yeah, Burwell's flat putting it on him now, just old school. That was just trap again, Doug. And it's so tough, Larry, because the whole year you're 10-0, and and in just eight minutes, eight minutes your entire season is flashing before your eyes, and I know if the Elm Creek boys are thinking, we can't stop them, what's going on? They line up for two here. Owens, why not to Huffman? Huffman to the left side, and he drags the defender in. He is just not being brought down one-on-one or two-on-one, and Huffman gets the two-yard run in. Our five-points bank touchdown is the Ryan Daw 13-yard run, and now with 3.36 to go in the third, Burwell 22, Elm Creek nothing on Classic Hits. The University of Nebraska at Kearney is ready to make a difference for you. Here, you'll get a quality education and graduate on time with less debt. You'll also have an unforgettable college experience. Join a club, become a leader, make a real difference for yourself and others. Choosing the right college is a big decision. Trust your future with people who care about your success. Choose the University of Nebraska at Kearney, because we are difference makers. Visit unk.edu and schedule a campus visit today. Buzz's Marine knows that boat buying may not be on the top of your mind right now, but if you want first pick on their 2017 inventory or want to special order a new boat and have it ready for spring, stop into Buzz's Marine and check out the full lineup of Larson FX fishing boats or the new Four Winds RS SS 230s. They also have great buys on pontoons and tritunes. Buzz's offers competitive no-hassle financing for new and pre-owned boats, so it's one-stop shopping. The best dealer between Denver and Omaha. Find out more online at buzzesmarine.com. Buzz's Marine. South Central Avenue, Carney. The kick is away. Walker waiting for it at the goal line. Drops it, but the official says, Larry, that uh, he was standing on the end line, which may have been a good thing because he was going to have to go try and scoop it up at about the two when Burwell was coming. Yeah, Burwell had covered that well, Doug. That was awful lucky. And Walker again comes off. Not going to be out there on offense. 
Well, it looks like... Uh, now we're going to go empty. First down and 10, Elm Creek. Now down 22 to nothing. They'll go to the air here. It appears with Dylan Gilming. Thorn of our right, twins left. Dylan has some time, steps up in the pocket, throws over the middle. It's complete to Miner across the 20, drags the defender to the Burwell sideline and has the first down, and then a late flag for some extracurricular activity over there. Yeah, and they're gonna. that's going to be 15 more for Elm Creek. This, this is where, Doug, you got to find a way to get in the huddle and say, look, fellas, three minutes left, let's go. Let's just score on this drive. You know, Burwell just found a way to score 22 and a quarter. We can't. Well, I'm trying to see what exactly happened over there because – Dominic Johns, or excuse me, uh, Cade Owens made the tackle. Personal foul. Must have been out of bounds. But but he made the tackle. They were already out of bounds, so there was either a shoving or a words because there was enough time between the tackle and the flags coming out that I don't think that that was a tackling him late or hitting him late type of penalty. Well, and they must have seen it from all the way across the field because it was on the far sideline, and Thornabar was on this near sideline, and he was given the, like, hip throw the flag signal, so he must have seen it. Well, that'll be a first down on a pass, a first down on a penalty, and now Elm Creek's in business. They want to go quick. The throw over the middle is incomplete. Trying to get it into the hands of Nolan Meyer that time. Also, a little deeper behind him was Dominic Johns. It'll be second down and 10. Yeah, Burwell right now, it looks to me, is in man, Doug, and they've had receivers open on both these plays. They completed the first one, missed the second. But the other thing is, with guys like Thornabaugh, you, in that man, you can run those receivers off and run draw with him. Thornabar will be out right stacked there with Dominic Johns and stacked to the left as well here. Empty backfield. Snap goes to Gilming. Quickly gets it out of his hands. It's complete out here in the flat to Brock Miner. It's all on his own. Makes the first man miss, but then Huffman will stack him up as he gets to the 34-yard line. It's a gain of five, third and five. Yeah, and Huffman did a good job there trying to get the ball ripped out, Doug. At the half, Palmer 54, Chambers-Wheeler Central 33, the other side of this bracket. That'll be the state semifinal. Definitely different than our game. Guardian Angels 42, Heartland 34 in the third quarter, and Creighton 60, Lord Central Catholic 46. Everybody else playing basketball tonight. We're playing uh, a little soccer, it looks like. Gilming throws over the middle, and it is incomplete. Trying to get it to Dominic Johns, just kind of had his man, and then as soon as it touched him, he ran into Watts, and it's fourth down. Yeah, he just threw a laser into nobody. I mean, there was a receiver. There was about three defenders and the umpire. And so just that quick, you complete a pass, get a late hit, and now incomplete, five-yard incomplete, and here's fourth down already, fourth and five at the Burwell 34. When you watch him walk out of the huddle, look how long it takes him to get there. A must-get here for Johns. See if Burwell brings some pressure. Three-man, they'll call a quick little hitch, and it is incomplete, underthrown, trying to get it to Brock Miner, and I'm not even sure he would have had the first down. I think he would have been short, and so the incomplete pass will turn it over to Burwell, and they can start grinding it again, up 22-0 with 2.38 to go in the third. Yeah, the pass concept's not overly um, uh, intense there, so Burwell's able to run with him, nothing confusing, and... Devin Walker does come back out on defense, still not playing offense. They're getting done in D2. Had an incredible game on the breeze tonight. It went back and forth, and twin loop outlast Blue Hill 29-27. They'll get Sandhills-Thedford, a 61-25 winner over Ansley Litchfield. First and 10, Burwell. Hand off Huffman. Off the left side, breaks one. 
Breaks two. Walker gets on his back, drags him down at midfield, but it's a gain of five for Torrey Huffman. Yeah, Doug, you asked earlier, you know, did Burwell just plug the Cambridge film in, and in some ways it looks like they did, doesn't it? Because Cambridge lined up with one guy and just kept running the rock, and that is exactly what Burwell has done here, and their numbers may end up uh, similar. Uh, Torrey Huffman, you had Tate Benson, what do you have, 246, yeah. I think it was? On about 50 carries. Yeah, I think it was 46 for 240-something. And Huffman's about ready to go over 200. Now they go back to the Wildcat. He has the two blocking backs ahead of him. He takes the direct snap. Left side, huge hole, 35-30, 25, trying to get by Thornabar. And Thornabar holds his ground and at least saves the touchdown for now. Inside the 15-yard line, mark him at the 13-yard line. Yeah, and that was a great job. Tyler Gideon got out there and uh, just put uh, Anthony Quintana on his back. That was a block. Quintana had done a really good job most of the game pinching that down, and there Quintana just got ejected. This game was scoreless at halftime, and Burwell might score four times here in the third quarter. 224 yards for Torrey Huffman, and of that, 100 and. 40 of it, 135 in this quarter. Huffman again, looking left side, follows his blocks, gets drugged down from behind, close to the five, and another big gain on the play. It looks like they're pursuing, pursuing, and the next thing you know, it's another six, seven, eight yards. Yeah. This one's going to be a gain of seven, second down and three to the six. You just see how physical this is. There again, two Buffaloes really slow to get up, Doug. Burwell has just leaned on them all night. They were willing to go 0-0 because they knew all the shots they'd thrown, right? All those body shots we talked about were going to take their toll, lo and behold. Well, Elm Creek, they had been the ones in the previous games, in the playoffs, and throughout the year, if it was close, that was able to win this battle. But tonight, it's Burwell winning the battle. Second down and three at the six. I formation, inside hand up, ball is loose. They tried to run a trap, Doug. They tried to run that same trap they'd been running. Elm Creek was all over it, but Dawes able to hold on to the ball. But they will lose yardage back to the nine or the eight, a loss of a couple. Dawes had only carried it two times for 31 yards and a touchdown, and that was not his fault. Uh, they were on him as he was uh, grasping the football. And Burwell now, seeing the clock, does not have to run another play here in the fourth quarter. So... We are through three in the 2016 D1 State Quarterfinals. After a scoreless first half, it's now Burwell 22, Elm Creek nothing, and Burwell will have it third down and four at the Elm Creek 8 to start the fourth quarter right after this on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Elm Creek, Odessa, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Anderson Brothers can rewire your entire house or just add a handy outlet. We can fix an annoying drip or install a whole new kitchen and bath. We can change your furnace filter or convert your entire home to geothermal heat. After all, our name says it all. Anderson Brothers Electric, Plumbing, and Heating. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers. Neighbors serving your neighborhood for over 65 years. 
Well, Sarah Care's special moment has been brought to us by Tori Huffman, who in the third quarter of play rushed for 142 yards and two touchdowns to help Burwell to a 22-0 lead. Our special moment brought to you by the special people at Sarah Care Hospice, caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York, serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Sarah Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. Doug Doodle, Larry Baker, ready to start the fourth quarter, and Burwell can probably officially put it away right here. They have it third down and four at the eight-yard line. Out of that Wildcat, Huffman runs left. That's the short side of the field. We've got a penalty flag right in the middle. As ooh, did they hit him late? Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. There's no doubt about that one, Doug. Huffman was, came out of bounds. Thornabar whacked him. He was, I always like to give the kid the benefit of the doubt, too, and I'm probably going to defend LaShawn here because Huffman ran to the short side. He had two blockers ahead of him. There's about four kids that ran out of bounds all at the same time. Thornabar started the kid with the ball. He didn't hit him hard, but he lowered his shoulder into his shoulder. Here's the tough part, Doug, is you're going to get a holding Burwell, but then you're going to get the dead ball foul. Nope, he's going to wave him off, replay it. See, I don't know about that one. I don't like that one. I think the dead ball foul, that's a dead ball. You march him back 10. You march Burwell back 10. I think Jimmy's got that wrong. You'll have to ask him tomorrow because well, that's, never, a, no. that's a dead ball personal foul. You march him back 10, and then it's forward 15. Or in this case, it would have been half the distance. Yeah, I don't know. I may. I'm, it Jim, would have been back to the 18 and up to the nine. Yeah. So you know. That's the same place. Yeah, but, it's the same thing. But at first down on that personal foul, dead ball personal foul. So third down and five now at the eight yard line as they replay the down. They'll pitch it this time to Huffman. Waits for his block, string him out, and bring him down at about the six, close to the five, between the five and the six yard line. It'll be fourth and a couple. Yeah, now it's. I mean, it's just again they just can't get Burwell stopped for no gain because they've got this thing now in uh, again a solid down and distance. Uh, Elm Creek tells us it's fourth and seventy-two. We knew <laughs> it probably, They probably wish it was. But now Burwell's just, or uh, Elm Creek's got a guess right. They've got to sell out. If Burwell does anything tricky, uh, good on them. You've got to stop them here. Toss and, right would be the play here, Doug, away from Thornabar. Out of the eye formation, fourth down and less than a yard, and I think they just got him to jump. So he said, try and get him to do something. Campbell, Walker came in and trying to anticipate the snap count. Off that left guard where they've been running it, off sides on Elm Creek, and that'll be an automatic first down, half the distance to the goal, the ball between the, right about the three, two, two and the three. Yep. Oh, there they moved her back. Going to be right at the three, looks like to me, Doug. That's only the third penalty of the night for Elm Creek. Yeah, and that one, you're exactly right. You just tell them, look, let's go on two here. You've got the play called. And Devin was just blitzing there. That's really tough on a linebacker to, to hold up there. You've heard that cadence all night. First and goal from the three. Under center, Owens gives it to Huffman. He's stuck in a backfield, and that's a great tackle coming through. Brock Miner to drop him. That was a dynamite job, uh, Doug. Iso's going to be tough here because I think Elm Creek's going to be shooting those gaps. It's going to have to be tossed away from Thornabar for uh, Burwell to be able to get this thing in. That was a dynamite job there by Brock. That's one of the few times we've seen Huffman go the wrong way in the football game tonight. 22-0 Burwell, second down and goal at the Elm Creek 5. Elm Creek obviously has to keep him out of the end zone here to have any chance. Ball in the middle of the field, Owens under center. 
Gives it to Thornabarno. He's going to keep it around the right side, and he is going to be grabbed, stood up, shoved out of bounds. Boy, they just kind of held on to his jersey around the shoulder pads. Owen was leaning. He actually tried to stick the football out, but he knew he was too far away, and he's going to be marked at about the two-and-a-half-yard line. At the two, we'll say it's a three-yard gain, third and goal. Yeah, they just ran naked boot there. They made the ISO left uh, motion, and then Owen takes it back out to the uh, far side, and it really did a nice job with the run. Third and goal, Burwell at the two. Now they're going to go to that Wildcat where Huffman takes the direct snap. He'll take it. He'll run straight ahead, left side, lower his shoulder, and he will. No indication. It looked Looks like like he he didn't get in. They're going to call it fourth down inside the one. Fourth and goal, Burwell inside the one. Yeah, he did a nice job. I I would say it's right at the one. It's a long one. I would say you'll see the same play, Doug. Yeah, you give it to your big boy. Yeah. Elm Creek fans trying to make some noise. As you anticipate, when it gets this deep in the playoffs, you've got a great crowd from the two communities and then from the surrounding communities as their schools have seen their season's hand. So here we go. Burwell trying to put the cherry on top. Fourth and goal at the Elm Creek 1. Out of that Wildcat, Huffman takes it right side and Torrey's into the end zone for a Burwell touchdown to make it 28. To nothing. Yeah, that's just the same play they've run all night. So we'll see here now. I, I mean, clearly you go for two and make it 30. And, Doug, can you believe this? We're 0-0. Nobody can score. Talking about all that at the half. And you're a possession away from having a running clock to end this thing. It's uh, amazing how Burwell has turned it around. And as impressive as their offense is, how about their defense over the last two quarters? We said Elm Creek only had the ball for eight snaps in quarter number two, and they did throw it quite a bit, so 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 snaps this third quarter. Now the extra point, so they will kick it, but the snap wasn't very good, and the extra point is no good. For the hero from last week, the French-Canadians, uh, French foreign exchange student Thomas Chardon. So your five points bank touchdown is a one-yard run on fourth and goal for Tory Huffman is third of the night, and your score with 9.41 to go in the game, Burwell 28, Elm Creek nothing. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, the Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Welcome back to high school football here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you as we are Witnessing a big second half here by the Burwell Longhorns, and the kick is away. Walker's going to be able to take it at his own one. Has some seam, 15-20, and they just got a shoestring tackle on him. He had just hit top speed and knew that he had lots of open space ahead of him. He slaps the ground as he gets up. They just clipped his toe, and he's going to bring it out to the 24-yard line, first and 10. Boy, Doug, that dude can fly. Yeah, he was, man. And an eight-man, you don't need as much to get that ball back on special teams as the 11-man game. He was close. Now Elm Creek's got to just get one on the board here. First and ten. 
Fake the pitch. They're going to throw it out here in the flat. It's complete for a very short gain. Burwell is all over it with Watts as they complete this into the hands of Austin Geis. His first reception of the night is a gain of three. Yeah, and that's tough, Doug. Devin Watts did a great job there, but now Burwell up by 28 can play coverage. They can give that stuff up all night and drive on it. Uh, This still uh, would be get in the eye here and see what these two dudes in the backfield that have run it for you all year can do. That's what they're going to do. Quick snap, fake the pitch, want to roll right. They have the pressure on Gilming, and he is going to have to run to the sidelines and step out of bounds. Maybe got back to the original line of scrimmage, and now Gilming is down on a knee here. Our head referee, Jimmy Langan, saw it, too. I'm not sure exactly if he twisted his ankle. He might have run in or stepped on a foot of one of his teammates standing on the sideline as he was trying to sprint out of bounds. It's going to be a loss of two on the play, third and nine. Yeah, so Austin Geis, I think, Doug, is going to take the snap. Well, they ran in Preston Walker. Preston Walker will be the quarterback on third and nine, I formation. So now Burwell sells out to the run. Walker's going to keep it on a quarterback draw. Follows the big guys to the 30. Got the first down, 35, before Watts shoves him out. Great job up there by not only Bartling, but that was Lathan Jonak to lead the way and open up that hole for Walker. Yeah, guys got to hustle here. These guys, I, I know even the, the clock stopped here, but these Elm Creek guys are too slow getting back to the huddle into the line of scrimmage. They really need to have a sense of urgency here, Doug, and get it going. They can score points in bunches. Well, and another thing, they haven't had to do this all year. Out of the shotgun, Preston's going to run it again. There's a hold. They don't call it, so it wasn't a hold, and he gets out of bounds at the 40. It was almost a hold there, <laughs> uh, trying to slow down a Hopschneider. But he has shoved out of bounds. Preston Walker is across the midfield stripe. So into Burwell territory at the 39, a gain of four. Yeah, Ryan Daw does a great job coming up to make the tackle there, Doug. Uh, just again in full pursuit. This Longhorn defense has done a great job tonight rallying to the ball. Palmer had the big lead at half. We'll get an update on that for you here in a moment. That's got to be in the fourth quarter as well. Out of the shotgun, thinking about the quarterback option, and Walker wanted to pitch it. He looked out there, but there was nobody to pitch, and the tackle is made by Burwell's Tyler Gideon behind the line of scrimmage, a loss of two. Yeah, this offense is just completely out of sorts, whether whether it's been a situation where uh, Dylan Gilming has been in the game or not. This offense just has not clicked tonight, Doug. Full sputter. A lot of high school football action going on tonight. We'll update you here in just a little bit. Right now it is third down. We'll call it eight. And Preston Walker will stand in there to throw. And it is complete to Thornton Bar at the 30. Stiffs arm the man to the 25. And he's down to the 23-yard line. That's a gain of 17. Boy, that was a great play, but very lucky that pass interference wasn't called. Dominic Johns was blocking. They both ran kind of a levels flood there, Doug, to the near side, and Johns was blocking his defender before the ball was even thrown. First down and 10. Elm Creek trying to hustle along now. Preston Walker makes the handoff, wants to throw again, looks out here for Thortobar, and it looks like the ball just kind of fluttered out of his hand by, by tipped at the line. Tyler Gideon hit him. Uh, was able to hit his shoulder just as he was throwing the ball. Tyler Gideon, look at him just kind of plodding around out there. No biggie, no biggie. Just having such a huge impact on this game. Burwell up 28-0, eight minutes exactly to go. 
After a scoreless first half, they're trying to get back to the state final. They're eight minutes and a game away. Preston Walker now rolls to his left, wants to throw, fires towards the end zone, one-on-one coverage, and it's just past Austin Geis, and they will get a flag in the end zone for pass interference, and that'll be a first down, half the distance to the goal, and that'll mark him at around the 11-12 yard line. That is great news for all of us that are Elm Creek Buffalo fans, Doug, but I'm just going to tell you, I'm not sure that was phantom. I mean, they are just running right along. Neither guy even got kind of jostled around. They were just running with each other there, but that's great for the Buffaloes. New life here. First down and 10 as they move the ball down to the 12-yard line of Burwell, still looking for their first points. Both teams were denied inside the 15 on multiple opportunities in the first half. Now Gilming is back in at the quarterback. Fakes it to Thornavar, rolls right, throws a little hitch, complete to the five. No, no, nope. he stepped yep. out of bounds, Doug, first. Well, they're going to say that it hit the ground because our umpire had the better look at it than the side judge who was behind the play, so it'll be second down. Yeah, that actually could have been illegal touching. He stepped out and then was the first to touch the ball without reestablishing. Don't forget at the end of the ball game, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show, final stats. Score updates, and then we'll get you on to a little election coverage here on KKPR-FM, Carney Hastings, Grand Island. Gilming under center, Walker out to the right, Thornabar in the backfield. Second down and 10 at the 12. They send Devin Walker in motion. Straight back to pass, looking for that wheel route. Throws it to the end zone, and over his head, over everybody's head, back there in the secondary, Urbanowski couldn't even catch it because it sailed out of the back of the end zone. That was Pretty well telegraphed there, not by the quarterback, but by everybody. We knew what was coming on that one. Yeah, sometimes on that wheel route, Doug, where they get over the top of it so much, what you need to do is go out and wheel and hitch it because there they just completely over the top of it, as you said, fooled nobody, hitch that and throw, uh, throw it down, just check it down on the wheel. So here we are again, though, Elm Creek, here where you've been hypnotized and you can't step across the line. Second down and third down and 10 at the twelve. And Gilming rolls to the left, backside pressure. He doesn't even see it. Hofschneider gets him. He ran a long way, but he brought him down at the 15. He was rolling to his left. Hofschneider was coming off the left side defensively. He never even saw him until he started up the field and got swallowed up. Great pursuit there by Hofschneider. Yeah, and Hofschneider was just a freight train there, Doug. The thing that he did well is many kids, when they come around that end, they loop. He got heel line and cut all that distance off and just ran him down. Second sack of the ball game for the Burwell defense, and that'll bring up fourth down, and Elm Creek's going to go ahead and burn their first time out of the night. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank could do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC. Burwell can feel it. They're up 28 nothing with 7.04 to go here on Classic Hits. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Quick score update for you in the third quarter because it's high scoring. Palmer 54, Chambers Wheeler Central 33. 
Guardian Angels 48, Heartland 34 in the fourth, and Creighton 74, Nebraska City Lords 54. They're still playing in the fourth quarter of play. Here it is fourth down for Elm Creek at the uh, Burwell 15. And now the side judge says Burwell has taken a timeout. So back-to-back timeouts here. That will allow us to look a little bit more at the scoreboard. Brought to you on this timeout by Nebraska Land National Bank. And your scoreboard looks like this in Class D2. Twin loop in a back-and-forth affair. Gets the final uh, points to beat Blue Hill 29-27. to They will host Sandhill-Stedford in a good old conference rivalry there in the Loop Valley. Sandhill-Stedford uh, was in a battle in the first quarter and a half, but then pulled away from Ansley Litchfield 61-25. to Earlier today, Fall City Sacred Heart was up 34 to nothing and beat Bloomfield 46-12. to And Brooding Davenport Shickley leads Humphrey St. Francis 22-14 to in the fourth quarter. Those two teams won the eight-man state championship games last year. Humphrey St. Francis into D1 this season. Creighton has just scored again. It is 82 to 54, Larry, oh in that game goodness. for Coach Gene Sewer. Wow. That's insanity, Doug. We have not seen that here tonight. No, we have not. It's 28 nothing. Burwell now gets ready for fourth down. They'll take the snap and trying to get somewhere. It's not going to work. We're going to get a sack on the play, but there could be a penalty flag, and that won't matter either, will it, Larry? No, I don't think so. It's either a hold or a face mask. Personal foul face mask on Burwell. That's going to help them, Doug. So another chance here for Elm Creek with 6.59 to go. I mean, They the- had the sack all the way back at the 21-yard line, so we'll mark that down as a six-yard loss for Gilming, his third sack. But then you get the face mask, which will be half the distance. Yeah, and it was floodgates opened. I mean, they didn't block anybody there. And again, Still fourth down. Elm Creek just can't get to the line of scrimmage. I mean, everybody's walking. Trips to the right side. Gilming by himself in the pistol. Five-step drop. Has some time. Rolling. Going to have to do something. Now throws it up for grabs. And it is incomplete. A great try by Dominic Johns coming back to the ball, flanked by two Longhorn defenders at the goal line, but just couldn't get to it in time. And Burwell with another stop in the red zone. Yeah, and this was one of those spots, Doug, where, as you said, just hypnotized, could not get inside the 10, weren't allowed to take a step over that line. Uh, And this feels like, you know, where you could see a real big play happen. Well, let's see what uh, Coach Gideon and the Longhorns do here. It is 28 to nothing, 6.46 to go in the ball game. Again, this was a scoreless game at the half. And then the first series that Burwell had, Elm Creek three and out, by the way, to start the third quarter. And Huffman on his first carry went 40 yards and ran for over 120 yards in the third quarter, had two touchdowns. Out of the eye formation, they'll keep it simple. Huffman right side. They're trying to strip the ball, so he gets across the 15 and to the 19-yard line. That's going to be a gain of eight for Torrey Huffman. I have him for 243 yards rushing here in the football game. Elm Creek's got a rally to the ball, Doug, or that total's going to go over 300 on this drive. They've got a rally to the ball here. 36 carries for Huffman in the game. And you're kind of in that spot where you really can't sub. Uh, you no want to keep your guys in here and run the yeah. clock. You don't want to get anybody hurt for the state semifinals, but you milk the clock. You use as much as you can. You run safe plays. 
you need to find a way to score, get the clock moving, this game will just end. Get it to Huffman. He'll come back up the middle, run into Preston Walker and company. He'll be tackled, but he gets the first down, a gain of four out to the 22. As you said, you're in hold-your-breath mode. I mean, I get it. you got to be healthy, but you've, you've got to get this to a running clock. The game will be over in five minutes if you get it to a running clock. You've got to bust one here. You feel like you got him on the ropes. Hand it to him and try to get him in. If you're Elm Creek, you just, again, got to keep fighting for the ball. Great season for Elm Creek. They made it to the state semifinals two years ago. Really a bad bounce away from going to Lincoln. It didn't work out for them last year, and they just ran into that same team, Burwell, here. They stack the middle. They expect Huffman to run up the middle. He bounces outside, gets to the 30, slides down to keep the clock running after a gain of about 9 to the 31. Now that was a smart, smart play, Doug, by a veteran football player to slide out of bounds, or slide to keep from going out of bounds. Burwell was so many seniors on this starting roster and the experience of going deep in the playoffs last year with some really great talent that they had to graduate with Sykes and Chaffin and Helgoth, among others. Yeah, those three dudes were pretty good, man. It was really came the cream rose to the top. Owens, quarterback sneak here to get the first down, and he'll get it up to the 33-yard line. Yeah, and this starts to feel like now uh, if Burwell doesn't break one here, they may just end the game on this drive, Doug. Kind of in that unusual spot. This will be it for our eight-man coverage, but we do do all of the state championship games the Monday and Tuesday of Thanksgiving on ESPN 1460 and 1550, and we might see Burwell down there again. Burwell Palmer, what do you think? The last time 42-38, to 38, it would tend to me that it would be a lower-scoring game well, this time. it was the last play of the game. On first down, they fumble the snap. Owens will just fall on it. It was the last play of the game, Doug. They win at the very end, does Palmer. Palmer's an unbelievable team. Let me tell you something right now. Chandler, Doncheska, I mean, I mean, they, they've got some kids. The Rymers boys. Yes, big, tough, you know, Caden. I mean, these guys are good, let me tell you right now. But the one team on the planet I don't want to play twice in a year is Burwell. They're really good at making a plan. Uh, they've got that tough, gritty kind of team. That's where that matchup gets interesting. Talk more about it after this snap. Second and 12 for Burwell at their own 31, up 28-0, four minutes to go. Owens pitches at Huffman. They send everybody that side, and they'll hit him. He'll bounce off one. He'll bounce off two. And then the rest of the Burwell Longhorns are there to bring him down at the line of scrimmage. I had last week Randy Bushcutter came over and, and had the Elm Creek game. We saw the opening game when they took on Cambridge. But uh, I had the Palmer-Alma game last week, and that was kind of a similar scenario. That was 28-20 in the second half, and then Palmer, and of course McKenzie went down for Alma, but uh, Palmer then scored the last 22 points, the last three touchdowns, made it look like a, made it look like it, well, it was a 50-20 to football game. Very similar to what we saw here tonight, just not as many points, where Burwell uh, eventually wore down Elm Creek and then started uh, just moving it up and down the field. What I think Palmer's Achilles heel is, Doug, is vertical passing game. When they spread you out and get that vertical passing game, they're not great in that. Burwell won't do that to them. So in a sense, what what uh, Palmer doesn't do well, Burwell doesn't test. So, you know, that's why you're seeing a shootout tonight. Chambers Wheeler Central Ewing gets in all that spread and runs all that vertical stuff. Even in the Amherst game in the first round, Amherst was able to score some points on some bombs. And to, to be very, very honest, Elm Creek called a timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. 
Palmer is going to suit at most 16 kids. That's right. And uh, Burwell wasn't at full strength last time, but they will be, it looks like, this time. Third and 11, and Owens is going to pass here. He'll throw it down the middle, and it is underthrown and picked off by Quintana. That's the first Burwell turnover, and then a late hit for Burwell on top of that from Gideon, trying to make the tackle. He returned it to the 35. The ball will be marked at the 30-yard line of Burwell. I get it. 28 to nothing with three minutes left. Probably doesn't happen, but Doug... You see all kinds of crazy stuff happen. Uh, you know, there was a team earlier uh, in the 11-man playoffs that had a 21-point lead in the third quarter, late in the third quarter, and got beat. I- I'm not sure. He run the ball there. Well, you were talking about getting it over. You got to get it over. They had packed the box, and yep. so that's what they were trying to do. So after the 15-yard penalty on Burwell, the ball will be at their 30, and here comes Elm Creek. They just want to get on the board. Swing it out here to Thorne Barn, a wide receiver screen. Gets a block, 25-20, 15-10. They drag him down inside the five. First and goal at the three for Elm Creek on a 27-yard completion. By far the biggest pass of the night here for the Buffaloes. Yeah, and they're going to get and stay in the spread here, Doug. First thing, now get on the board. You want to get that goose egg off there. Three and a half. 3.20 now to go in the game. 28-0 Burwell. Four wideouts. Gilming. Will he go quarterback draw? They're ready to get him if he does. Gilming stands in the pocket. Fakes. Throws to the back of the end zone over Thornabar's head. Now right there, Doug. What they need to do is have Thornabar run bubble. Run the out. He's the number two receiver in the twin set. He needs to run bubble and pump that bubble. And the number one receiver needs to run the slant and replace the defender over Thornabar. Nobody will be there. That'll be a touchdown 100%. They will run with Thornabaugh 100%. Run bubble slant right there. Now they're going to go back to the power formation. Walker will be the eye back. Thornabaugh, the fullback, second and goal at the three. Gilming pitches it to Walker, tries to follow his block. He's going to have to go all the way to the pylon, and I don't think he got there. He stretched it inside the one. They'll give him the mark of where the ball hit. It's going to be a gain of two, third and goal at the one. That's just the second carry of the half for Devin Walker. And Urbanovsky just gets out there and makes that big tackle like it's no big deal and walks himself back to the center. No huddle, fall, fumble the ball on a snap. They tried to go too quick, and the ball's fumbled, and Burwell says they have it. Gideon says we're on it at the one, and they are. And so Elm Creek trying to hustle up there and get into the end zone, which I get, trying to catch Burwell off guard. Well, Elm Creek's only got one timeout. Uh, If you can get, you're only going to need about one first down here, Doug, and then you can just end it. So Burwell covers the fumble at the one-yard line. The guy with the dirtiest uniform was that Owens that covered it. Trying to pick that up for you here. He's walking off, isn't he, Doug? I think he's in the huddle. And he is shaded. I think it's Caden Owens. Boy, at the bottom of the pile, get tough and dig. No, it was Huffman. Gee whiz. So, Huffman, why not? At least that's who I think it was. And uh, they're just going to go straight ahead here and try and burn some clock now with 2.40 to go. Yeah, that's smart. They just ran quarterback sneak there from the one-yard line, Doug. And they're going to get about four out of the deal. Yeah, that's a tough one there for Elm Creek. Would have liked to have seen them get on the board here. Would have made it 28-6, to six, whatever happens after that. Get that goose egg gone. But for Burwell and their fans, hey, you pitch a shutout anytime. And deeper in the playoffs, that's quite something. So Owens was able to pick up about four there. 
waiting for the back judge to count down the 25-second clock. Second and six out of the eye formation. Huffman again over the right side. He'll break a tackle. Now he's into the open. 30, 35, 40. Walker runs him down at the 30-yard line. Boy, did he make a nice run that time. Yeah, that's what I thought. Eventually, he was going to come loose, and Devin Walker's just the fastest guy on the field, was able to run him down. But that's exactly what we thought, Doug, at some point. I mean, that's what was that? Uh... And you were right, Larry. That's a 47-yard run, and according to my numbers, Torrey Huffman now has 303 yards rushing in this football game, three touchdowns, 89 of that at half, so he's got 214 here in the second half. 145 to go. And he's out. They just pulled him. That's the right thing to do. They said, come here, big fella. And so they can run a couple of three more plays, all depending on what Elm Creek decides to do. And the season kind of ends with a thud here for the Buffaloes as they will hand it off. Looks like maybe Watts has come in to be the – no, excuse me. Chase Williams has come in to take over the running back. Yeah, freshman. He's their kick returner, Doug. He's a good-looking freshman. Burwell churns him out. Gideon's got a little factory up there, and he just keeps churning them out every year. Give him a gain of two on to play. As we approach one minute to go, and all the action was in the third quarter of play. Scoreless at the half, and Burwell racked up 22 and was in the red zone to start the fourth quarter. And Huffman eventually got it in two minutes in. Second down and eight, and now they'll take the snap and take an E. Burwell will have to do it one more time, and they have finally got that Elm Creek monkey off of their back, Larry. Yeah, and sometimes that's tough. You know, I promise you, when that bus pulled into town tonight, they felt that. They felt those three losses uh, in consecutive seasons. Last year, they were able to get to the finals without having to deal with them. This year, they were going to have to slay that dragon, and they did. Well, Elm Creek's going to feel tired after this one. They really got leaned on tonight as Burwell comes over the football Owens takes the final snap of the night, kneels it down, and this football game will run out with 15 seconds to go. The Burwell Longhorns now improved to 9-2 and two and one went away from a return trip to Memorial Stadium, and the season comes to an end for the Elm Creek Buffaloes with a record of 10-1. and one. Burwell, 28, and Elm Creek, nothing. And you can see what they always say on the wide world of sports. You see the ecstasy and you see the defeat out there yeah the agony and defeat it's pretty rough two years in a row on this night the longhorns have taken down the unbeaten you know one that we thought looked like could go amherst last year and of course elm creek this year and they did both of it in the second half uh, and with on that the huge, road yeah on the road in the second half huge rally last year with amherst didn't need to rally but they were able to play almost a perfect second half here tonight to defeat Elm Creek. And what a, a season for the Buffaloes. And they ran into a buzzsaw here. And as we know, you get to this round. It is this round, Larry, where sometimes you just don't know. You're going, going, going. And there could be an avalanche. There could be a bus in the road. There could be a wall. And it just gets a little weird. And 28 nothing tonight, Burwell. And one of the things I can tell you is one of the things that really does – uh, factor into that, Doug, is your health. And in this round, I mean, you're talking about you've already played 10 football games by the time you get to here in eight man, and your health matters. And I'm just not so sure Elm Creek was fully healthy tonight. All their dudes were on the field, but how healthy were they at the end of that? And Burwell has gotten healthy, and clearly, Doug, 
Burwell has gotten hot at the right time. Well, that's when you want to do it. And again, a reminder that uh, it looks like, unless there's a heck of a comeback, and it's a high-scoring game, but they've made it into the fourth quarter. Not as much scoring in the third, but in the fourth quarter, Palmer 54, Chambers-Wheeler Central 33. Uh, Burwell, no matter what, has to go on the road next week. Well, excuse me. No, they wouldn't. They would host Palmer. Yeah, they'll host they Palmer. They would host Palmer uh, next week. If Chambers-Wheeler Central rallied, then they'd have to go up there as the better seed. So Burwell uh, might get to play that state semifinal at home against Palmer on Monday night. We'll take a break and be back with the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show in just a moment. Your final score, Burwell 28, Elm Creek nothing. For food that'll make you stand up and cheer, head to Fanatics. Start with traditional appetizers like mozzarella or breadsticks, or add a little spice to your life with jalapeno poppers. And don't forget the famous wings you can enjoy as appetizers or as a meal itself. Bite into their huge selection of burgers, pizzas, calzones, or sandwiches. With over 30 HDTVs, the bullpen, and their new party room, there's something always going on at Fanatics. Food that will make you stand up and cheer. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Listen, college should introduce you to new ideas. It should open your mind to a world of possibilities. You can get access to real-world opportunities at Hastings College, where the world and you align. Find us at Hastings.edu. Time now for the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Burwell 28 and Elm Creek nothing. We'll have some election results and coverage coming up after our football here. Uh, Larry, as we figure up the numbers, let's take a look at some of the other scores, then we'll get your thoughts. It is still Palmer 54, Chambers-Wheeler Central 33 early in the fourth. Guardian Angels, the number one seed in the east, has just defeated Heartland, and they had to pull away in the second half to do that, 56-34. to Creighton, 90. Lord Central Catholic, 54. And it looks like that has just finally went final. In D2, had a a very exciting one on the breeze, 94.5. Twin loop over Blue Hill, 29-27. They'll host Sandhill Stedford, a 61-25 winner over Ansley Litchfield. And it's all set in the east. Fall City Sacred Heart blitzed Bloomfield, 46-12. And they will host... Bruning, Davenport, Shickley, a 22-14 winner over Humphrey St. Francis tonight in the matchup of teams that are defending state champions. Uh, tough thing with BDS, the way it plays out now. They have to go to the eighth seed in Fall City Sacred Heart, who's not really an eight seed. No, that's exactly right, Doug. And it's kind of interesting, this game here, as this uh, starts to wrap up, uh, Elm Creek, what a great season. They've done a great job. I mean, what's tough about this is only one of these teams every year gets to leave the right way. And at this point, you're you're usually a zero or one loss team, that kind of thing. And it stinks that you've got to take your one here. But hats off to Burwell. As you look at those scores you just gave and talk about some of that going forward, you know, 
uh, on the other side of this bracket, the other side of this semifinal, and we know that this is going to be Palmer and Burwell, the rematch in Burwell, very tough place to play, and it'll be a tough, mean, physical game, great game to go watch. I can assure you it's where I'll be next Monday night uh, to watch that game. But what waits for you looks like it's going to be a pretty rough go, right? I mean, the east side of that bracket they thought all the way was really good with Creighton uh, and Guardian Angels. And, you know, Creighton scores 90 in the state quarters. Uh, give me a break. Uh, that's just incredible <laughs> uh, to, to think about. And I guess the other thing you could say is gives up 50. Uh, just unbelievable. It would be interesting to see what the heck happened there because uh, Lords is a veer team and uh, Creighton, of course, is going to run it. But uh, I would just say so far, I mean, it's been a tremendous – uh, playoffs and playoff run. Uh, hopefully Elm Creek can keep this thing rolling. They've proven here in the last four years, Doug, that they're a tremendous football team, and he's able to continue to put this together. Well, let's take a look at the final numbers now for our football game. And first off, we'll take a look at Burwell, who was paced tonight by Tory Huffman. I had him for 40 carries, 303 yards, and three touchdowns. In the second half, 22 carries, all three touchdowns, and he had 214 yards in the second half alone. So uh, he'll need some time. He'll be tired in school tomorrow. Yeah, he will. The interesting stat line there is of three playoff games, Doug, you had two backs come in here to Elm Creek and get about 90-some carries and go for over 500 yards. Yeah, Benson did it from Cambridge on the opening night. Tate did, and that 303 uh, with any kind of a game next week, Huffman's going to get to 2,000 yards, and he wasn't at full health all year. That's right. And and as you look at this, you've talked about this a little bit over the last two weeks. Elm Crick played with the fire here a little bit in the through these first halves, and it, it just caught him tonight. Ryan Daw, three carries, 29 yards, and a touchdown. Jace Williams, one carry, two yards. Quarterback Caden Owens, eight carries, 18 yards. They had the one fumbled snap. So I had Burwell for 53 rushing attempts, 350 yards. Didn't have to go to the air in the second half. The one time that they did, it was picked off by Quintana there in the fourth quarter. Owens was one of eight with one pick, no touchdowns, 37 yards. Huffman threw it one time incomplete. So as a team, one of nine, no touchdowns, one pick, 37 through the air, 350 on the ground, 387 yards for Burwell, 19 first downs, one turnover on the interception, one punt. They did have eight penalties for 78 yards, five of those, most of them major, a couple of pass interference, a couple of personal fouls, a face mask, eight for 78 there in the football game. For Elm Creek, Devin Walker, 12 carries, 78 yards. A majority of that, 10 for 75, was in the first half. Preston Walker, three carries, 15 yards. LaShawn Thornabar, seven carries, 18 yards. Brock Miner, four carries, seven yards. And they sacked Dylan Gilmig three times, six carries, negative 25 for Gilmig. 32 rushing attempts, 93 yards tonight on the ground for Elm Creek. Through the air, Gilming was three of six for eight yards in the first half. In the second half, he was five out of 14. No interceptions, no touchdowns for 46. So in the game, eight out of 20. Uh, then you have to throw in the uh, eight out of 20 for 54 yards. And then you throw in the Preston Walker was one of two. So he had 17 yards in the football game. So 71 yards through the air on nine of 22 passing, 93 on the ground, just 164 yards of offense tonight for Elm Creek. 12 first downs. They had three punts for an average of about 32. The two fumbles, including the last possession they had at the Burwell one, 
when they were trying to get on the board, and three penalties tonight for 23 yards for Elm Creek. Yeah, Doug, and again, this just it just boiled down to we talked about at the half. Elm Creek uh, couldn't get it going inside of uh, their opponent's 10, and ultimately at the end of the day, we talked about at the half that who was going to stop making the tackles. Elm Creek wasn't able to continue making the tackles at the point of attack like they had in the first half. Unbelievable game here tonight. We'll take a look at our scoring wrap when we return on the New West Post Game Show. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. With our producer engineer Jeff Ekstrom and center of football coach Larry Baker, Doug Duda back with you here at Elm Creek. I want to say, as always, a big thank you to the many fine sponsors and to athletic director Rick Bauer for joining us here on uh, uh, taking care of us uh, here today. It is time now for our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. This was a defensive battle. You would say because at halftime it was scoreless, but in case you joined us late, Larry, they moved the ball back and forth between the 20s and, in fact, even between the 10s a couple of times. But once they got to the 10, it was like the Grand Canyon. There was no way to get any closer to the goal line. Yeah, and the deal was both teams were able to move it down inside deep into the other team's uh, zone and then kind of changed up what they were doing. Both of them kind of changed the offenses up, and neither one could finish a drive in the second half. Elm Creek starts and goes three and out, and then Burwell stayed with what they were doing and crashed in 28 points. So Torrey Huffman, his first touch of the third quarter began the Huffman Barrage. It was a 40-yard run. They complete a 54-yard drive on a three-yard run with 8.25 to go in the third quarter. He takes in the two-point conversion. Those were our first points to make it 8-0. And then the first turnover of the game, Elm Creek turns it over on the very next possession at the 19. Two plays later, Huffman takes it in from 14 yards out. The two-point run was no good. 7.06 to go in the third quarter, 14 to nothing. Elm Creek then forced to pump the ball. It was a short punt, gave uh, Burwell a 35-yard field, and Daw took it in from 13 yards out. Huffman's run made it 22 to nothing, and in about six minutes, we went from scoreless to 22 to nothing. And then on the next possession, to start the fourth quarter, Huffman takes it in on fourth and goal from the one. The uh, kick was no good, 28 to nothing. Both teams had another opportunity to score but did not, and Burwell wins it by a score of 28 to nothing. They will be, it looks like, headed home to play Palmer on Monday night. Our scoring wrap brought to you by your Buffalo County Farm Bureau agent. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. I think uh, Coach Doolin might be uh, ready to join us here in just a second. So let's take one final break and uh, check on that, and we will wrap things up 
from uh, Elm Creek. It's the State Football Playoffs here on Classic Hits, brought to you by our friends at Husker Power Products, also brought to you uh, by our friends at Mary Lanning Hospital and Family Physical Therapy, sponsors of State Football Playoff Action. We'll be right back. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Is back pain keeping you from doing the activities you enjoy? Is hip, knee, or ankle pain making even the shortest walks difficult? Is hand, wrist, or finger pain making you cut tasks short or take frequent pauses? New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is here to tell you that you don't have to live with the pain. With training in a wide range of specialties, New West has the doctor to get you back into the game. Schedule your appointment today. No referral is necessary. All major insurances accepted. And back one final time here on the New West Post Game Show, Doug Duda, Larry Baker, joined by Elm Creek coach Jace Doolin. And coach uh, Larry was just talking. When you get this deep, uh, you haven't lost a lot of football games usually if you're playing at this time of the year, and it never gets any easier. And uh, Burwell just uh, found a way to be a little more physical. It looked like in that third quarter. Yeah, we knew coming into this game that they're they're a very physical team. They're one of the D1 best. I mean, they're just big, physical up front, and uh, they run the football very, very well. We knew that going in the game, and we knew we had to tack downhill and fill our gaps. But uh, they, they just got, they got some players, they got some athletes. Um, that's one of the best teams I've seen on in on film and getting in preparing for a game. Um, they got a great team. They're playing well. Uh, they're they're playing the best football at the right time and. In football and any sport, really, you just need that. You need to play your best at the right time at the end of the year, and they're doing they're doing that. Um, they're gonna have a great shot at winning state. They just they run the football what you need in that this late in the year, and uh, being big and physical and wearing on teams. It was it's kind of what we did the last two weeks. The teams it seemed like they just wore on us, and uh, we got tired at the end. Coach, tell us about your health coming into the game. Uh, like with Devin and LaShawn, uh, were you healthy coming in the night? Uh, I mean, I always say it's football. I mean, as healthy as you're going to be in November in football. Yeah. Uh, I, I think our health compared to the last two weeks, yes, but uh, middle of October, I mean, you just, it's football. You're going to have those nicks and bruises and ankle injuries. Uh, it seems like before the game, it, it's a process. We're we're preparing for the game an hour and a half before the game because we got to get our meetings done and then we spend 45 minutes taping people. Um, so we had that and we had some kids to tape and a lot of ankle injuries and just shoulder injuries. But uh, I think we were pretty healthy compared to what we've been playing in the playoffs. Um, by no means. I mean, it, it's one of those, this game was, it was going to be physical and it, it wore us down and our kids, I mean, they're tough. Our kids were tough, and they're not kids that are going to blame it on their injuries or anything like that. It's They battled. Um, Butterball came here, great game plan. Uh, they ran the football, and like I said, in November you got to run the football. Uh, 
I thought we did some great job uh, things on offense in the first half and running the football. Devin was really running well. Um, thought we had him when we split them, spread them out a little bit and still running the football. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that uh, I think on defense, I mean, we just had a little more guys that it just made us a little bit slower. But uh, it's nothing, I mean, that affected the game or anything. Uh, it, Burwell's a great team and uh, wish them the best and hopefully they uh, uh, keep on moving forward. Elm Creek coach Jace Doolin, kind enough to join us here after their season comes to an end. So it, take me through how you felt the team was feeling coming out to start the third quarter because this is 0-0. You get the ball coming off what should be a little bit of rest time out there. Obviously, the fumble is a huge turning point when nobody is scoring. They score, you fumble, they they stick it right in. Uh, from an X and O before, it appeared to, that they wore you down and tired you down. Oh, what did they do better there in that first half of the third quarter? Um, I mean, with a game like this, you just you're, it's going to come down to that. It's going to come down to uh, in the first half it was bend but don't break, bend but don't break. Both defenses were just bending, but they wouldn't break. We both offenses were getting down to the ten yard line, <laughs> and it seemed like they're they're teams that were going to score. Uh, second half, I think that's just it. Uh, we talked about that at halftime ourselves. Was Finishing the drives. Uh, if you get down to ten, you got to put it in. You got to get in the end zone. There's no question about it. And they did that. Um, they got a little bit of momentum off that big run uh, right after Lashawn uh, got injured and came out. Um, and great game plan by them. They they attacked the Lashawn sub and um, he he went scampering down the sideline. And it was one of those things that uh, we just kind of. They got the momentum, and they never let it come back. They just held on to it. Um, our kids had some adversity. I mean, it was one of those things. We just tried to keep our heads up. I thought coming out, and if we get a good kick return, um, special teams, we didn't really have the big special teams. No, that, they kicked it out of the back of the end zone on you, so we didn't get the Cambridge replay. I know. Yeah. And it was that first opening kickoff. I mean, our kids believe, and it just was. I mean, it wasn't even – it was a kick that kind of went off the side of his foot, and it – Literally, I don't even might even hit the pylon as it went in the end zone. It was just like ah, because then the next ensuing kickoff we had a good return, um, and we got some field position. And then you said the fumble, and turnovers are going to kill you, and you just can't have them when you're playing great teams like Burwell. Finally, Jace, uh, it's it's a downtime tonight because of the loss. But what a season it was! You're your district champs. You win your first ten football games. You had a lot of kids that were part of uh, three years as starters for you. We keep referring to two years ago and going out to Hemingford, uh, but what a senior class you had and what a what a great year it was. Uh, Elm Creek, I mean, Burwell at some point in this rivalry was going to probably win a football game. You guys had had the better of them for so long, but it was still a heck of a season for your Buffaloes. Yeah, and we told the, we told our younger kids, we told our seniors, we, we thanked our seniors for all their leadership. Uh, they definitely stepped up. Uh, right at the end of May, first of June, when when summertime hits, these seniors uh, put it on themselves. They they wanted to be the leaders. They uh, stepped up. They got everybody in the weight room. They got everybody to football camps, um, and they just challenged everybody. They didn't just challenge themselves. It was one of those things that uh, the leadership out of them is. Hopefully, these younger kids can can learn from it and uh, move forward. Um, but the whole season. Uh, district champs. Uh, we haven't been district champs uh, since I've been here, so it's it's a season to be 
definitely keep their heads up high and enjoy it. Um, it it might take a couple weeks, uh, salt in the wound type thing where, ah, man, just so close and pushing. Um, I have a really good feeling Burwell is going to be. Hey, I got a great team and um, they just they're playing really good football. Um, and our seniors, they'll just uh, it'll it'll be a little bit more satisfying once these next couple weeks and they can look back and reminisce. Uh, it's it's high school football. It's like it's one of the best times of your life. Jason, always a pleasure covering your football teams. Always appreciate the time. Congratulations on the great year. Thank, thank you. Thank you guys for coming out. Thanks for covering our team and uh, supporting us and everything and uh, getting us out there. We'll appreciate do it again. It. Thank you very much. That's Chase Doolin, head football coach of the Elm Creek Buffaloes. They come up just short tonight. Uh, halftime score, scoreless. Final score tonight, 28 to nothing. Burwell heads on to the uh, state semifinals. Now let's take a look one final time at the uh, scoreboard as we will head back to some political coverage here in a moment. It looks like we are all set for the state semifinals. Uh, Burwell will be the only double-digit seed still alive in eight-man. Number one, Palmer defeated Chambers-Wheeler Central 68-33, to so they'll go to Burwell Monday after the 28-0 victory. Guardian Angels, the number one seed in the East, beat the number four, Heartland, ending Austin Stewart's career 56-34. to And Creighton outscores Nebraska City Lords 90-54, to so Creighton will go to Guardian Angels. In D2, the closest game had a couple of really good ones. Twin Loop, the top seed in the West, is able to edge Blue Hill 29-27. They will host Sandhill Stedford Monday, a 61-25 winner over Ansley Litchfield. Fall City Sacred Heart beat Bloomfield 46-12, and they will host Bruning Davenport Shickley, who won the Battle of State Champions tonight over Humphrey St. Francis 22-14. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show, certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Our next football action is the C1 semifinals Friday night. And it'll be Kearney Catholic at Bishop Newman in Wahoo. Pre-game at 6.30, kickoff at 7. And on Thursday, it is complete coverage of the State High School Volleyball Tournament. Here on Classic Hits, it begins at 1.30 with St. Paul at Concordia at 3.30. Red Cloud in Hampton. Kearney Catholic Ogallala at 5.30. Centura and Stanton at 7.30. You'll be able to hear the Donovan Trouble Southern Valley match and Blue Hill Johnson Brock match on the breeze, 94.5. And St. Cecilia Crompton will be on 12.30. K-H-A-S. For our producer-engineer Jeff Ekstrom and for Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda. Don't forget every state championship game from Memorial Stadium is on ESPN 1460 and 1550. The final score, the Burwell Longhorns 28, the Elm Creek Buffaloes nothing. Good night, everyone. The proceeding has been a KKPR sports production brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com.